Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Here comes the twister. best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. He has been very threatening beyond a normal state. And as I said, they will be met with fire, fury, and frankly, power, the likes of which this world has never seen before. And frankly, uh, the people that were questioning that statement, was it too tough? Maybe it wasn't tough enough. They've been doing this to our country for a long time, for many years. And it's about time that somebody stuck up for the people of this country. We're backed by everybody. And we're backed by many other leaders. And I noticed that many senators and others today came out very much in favor of what I said. But if anything, that statement may not be tough enough. What would be tougher than firing? Well, you'll see. You'll see. My God, what have I done? Hello and uh, welcome to the show. It is a great show, terrific show, tremendous show, frankly the best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host Rebecca Blonde. Welcome. Hello. And uh, we, we're back at it solo again, but uh, I have <laughs> learned that the great guest summer drought of 2017 is coming to an end Ah. Next week, next week, the great drought. It'll finally rain a guest around here. Uh, we will be hosting up and coming YouTuber Liberty Doll. We've had several requests uh, for her. I'm new to her stuff, but I like what I see. So it'll be fun to talk to Liberty Doll next week. I say this just so people know we do try. We do try to bring people we in. We try. Um, but hey, there might be a shortage of guests. There's no shortage of insanity. <laughs> I prepped the show intro earlier in the week thinking oh man potential nuclear warfare that's definitely going to be discussed on the podcast no it was uh, <laughs> a, a weekend so insane that just you know casual talk about nuclear warfare that gets bumped um because what happened in charlottesville is so crazy that i don't think we could ignore it to be honest so um we'll talk about what happened in charlottesville and then it's become, as far as I can tell, a contest of who needs to disavow whom harder. Fastest, did you yeah. did you disavow enough? Did you disavow using the right words at the right time? We'll sort all of that out. Uh, I talked a little bit about the Google memo uh, on Wednesday. I put that video up. That was the other big story of the week was the Google memo. What I didn't get into is some of the frankly, laughable mainstream media coverage that was in play. Um, so I, I'm excited to play some of that because it's, this is, I, I think with any story, I would encourage people to investigate the facts for themselves and come to their own conclusion. People don't always have the time for that luxury. <laughs> but 
to me, this story seems especially misrepresented and especially botched. I don't know if you felt that way, but good Lord, some of that coverage. So we'll get into that. Um, all of this comes in a context. I think a lot of people look at President Trump. I've mentioned before that he he's fallen out of my favor in a lot of ways. Like I've had a lot of, ah, dang it, kind of moments with him lately. Yeah. And I think a lot of people view Republicans and the president as vulnerable coming 2018, coming 2020. There's some new analysis from 538. That's, um, what's that nerd's name? Nate Silver? Yeah, he uh, his website has some analysis on the electoral map that I hadn't previously seen. And boy, oh boy, are the Democrats uh, in for an uphill battle come 2018 yeah. here. So we'll take a look at that. And then that segues into, I mentioned previously, Bill Maher's show's coming back. So that means I'll have plenty of outrage fodder for myself. Were they on a natural break or was it because of this incident? This Bill Oh, no, he, he always takes a break in like July, August. Ah, okay. So that just happened to be at the end of his normal season. What was the incident that you thought? The, the N-word incident? Oh. Bill <laughs> I was no, like, I, did they cancel his show for that temporarily? Well, okay. he normally does take a break, but I did notice next week, Al Franken going to be on the show. And you'll remember oh, really? Al Franken was far too virtuous to go on the show <laughs> after the N-word incident. But now a few weeks later, after he witnessed the flogging that Bill <laughs> yeah, did to now himself. It's fine. Yeah, now it's fine. <laughs> anyway, the reason I wanted to talk about Bill is because it relates to the Democrats' electoral prospects. On Friday night, he goes up there and says, you know, Russia's not polling well, so the Democrats don't want to campaign on it. I say, make it poll well. And he goes on this tinfoil rant about making people care about Russia. It's pretty classic. I want to take a look at that. Uh, hey, it was a big week for political violence. And speaking of political <laughs> violence, uh, Yvette Falarka, there's an update in the Yvette Falarka story. So we'll take a look at that. Ashley Judd, remember her of uh, Women's Women's March fame? No, oh, I remember. Yeah. She's back at it with um, personal struggle at the airport. Let's put it that way. Uh, very bizarre personal struggle that I think a lot of people would actually like to have. Uh, yeah. It's a struggle of fortune for <laughs> Ashley Chet. Uh, plus, surprise cringe makes its, makes its return. And tonight, the surprise is, I'll spoil part of the surprise at least. The surprise is there are two surprises. Two oh, surprise really? cringes. So... Double the surprise. Kill me. Double the cringe. They're both pretty short, so it should be pretty fun. We'll do that to close. And of course, we will take uh, any and all super chats, maybe even boom babies. I don't know. Maybe he'll maybe he'll make an appearance. Any and all Thank super you. chat comments and questions in between topics. It'll be all this and more on your favorite hour listing material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. We got a long way to go to catch up to Ben Shapiro now that he's number one in news and politics. So review us on iTunes and we can take it over. Show and write Ben Shapiro a bad review because he's been really cut today. Well, the um, we can talk about it in the Charlottesville stuff if if you want to talk about the Ben and Milo sure Charlottesville do. reaction. Sure okay, do. we can get into it there because we share that opinion. We share that. Um, you know, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. uh, so thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. There is more of the show on the audio platforms. Remember, that's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, if we don't get banned because of diversity reasons on Google Play. Um, anywhere you can find your podcasts for now, you can find us. They're all linked in the description for you. Got a couple housekeeping items before we jump into Charlottesville. So, uh, well, let's do the artwork first because my, oh my, 
my oh my did we have some fantastic artwork first off i don't i don't want to brag but i kind of caught you in subscriptions that viral viral oh, yeah, uh, yeah 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 matt did he's he's actually like two thousand subs ahead of me now viral video will do that so i got a celebratory piece of artwork from tom about the crossing the threshold of seventy thousand subscriptions uh that's a trumpified me that is a very scary looking Trumpified me. The lying media won't yeah. even show you all these subs. Turn the cameras around, show all 70,000 of my supporters. I thought that was <laughs> great. And um, man, Chase has sent us this comic book style art before. Yeah. Holy cow. This is, um, this is you and Roaming Millennial. This is a throwback to our episode a month ago, a month and change ago, about the period blood drawing at BuzzFeed. And it's you guys drawing me in period blood. So your thoughts. <laughs> I, I mean, I had to look at it for a few minutes just to take it all in. A period piece. I thought that was hilarious. And I'm actually wearing little Caesar slippers. Yeah. And I've got a crazed look in my eye, too. Yeah. I like I, all of it, except I'm painting with period blood and it makes me look insane. But, you know, like this is probably the best fan art we've ever gotten. Maybe. And again, I... I, I We'll always appreciate augmentation. You are very nicely augmented. Chase did a great job <laughs> yeah. in that department. <laughs> Thank but you But yeah, the, the attention to detail is incredible. And um, I didn't even, to tell the truth, it was so good that I didn't even notice the Caesar slippers on first viewing. Me it. neither. Yeah, I had to yeah. ask Chase. I was like, oh my God, little Caesar slippers. I hope yeah. they're real. He's been driving me crazy lately. So there's a lot of great stuff there. Thank you, Chase. We appreciate that. The other housekeeping item is my fantasy football league is now closed. You can't get into that, but I do have some people still asking if they can play in my survivor pool. That is still open to everybody. So if you want to play before week one of the NFL, if you want to play a survivor pool with me, so pick a winner on a weekly basis, go ahead and send me an email. I'll get you an invite. That's Matthew L. Christensen at gmail.com. And I'll send you the invite. Okay. Um, you want to uh, you want to explain to me just what the hell happened in Charlottesville because I have not looked at the all yeah. the super detailed facts. Um, you want to keep an eye on Super Chat while I'm doing this because we have just been getting crazy yeah. donations. Or should, should should we take care of that before? I mean, we probably should. We've we've already got like 15 of them. Okay, let's let's crank those out. Some big ones too. Um, all right, Shadow of Colossus said gave us two dollars. Why don't people promote punching communists? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. We'll we'll I, address this, I think, um, when we discuss that. I think you if you promote punching Nazis, I think you have to. To promote punching communists, I yeah. think you have to, yeah. Just, um, just to be consistency. <laughs> a Go Army um, seventy three just gave us ten dollars. How do we reverse Thank the you. rise of political violence? Seems all the rational people have been pleading for this to stop for a long time. Maybe the first step. We're actually going to discuss that. It is the topic to be had. So we're going to talk about that in um, our segment. Everybody, just stop it. Just yeah, stop it. Stop Come it. On. Okay. Uh, Warren Harshaw gave us $5. What do you think would happen to America if everyone else left to go live somewhere else and we let the left do whatever they wanted? They would uh, oh self-destruct. <laughs> they would end up in an insurmountable amount of debt and then uh, the conservative no. side of the country would have to bail them out. The answer is we don't know because real communism has never been tried before. That's how, that's how <laughs> yeah. we'd learn. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Henning, $5. Thank you for the videos uh, you make, Matt. It has not all leftists are lost. It shows not all leftists are lost. I think that's what he meant. Oh, I appreciate it. I hope you're not lumping me in with the leftists, though. Yeah, Matt's reformed. Uh, well, um, yeah, maybe there was a time I was a leftist. I like to think I was still a, a, a capital L liberal. Whatever. And I would like to think I hold on to that. But, um, but yeah, the leftists, yeah, they, they're, not, they're, not, uh, they're not cool with me. 
the, <laughs> the Marxists culturally or economically? Um, David Howard, $5.55. I disavowed disavowing disavowers for incorrectly disavowing those <laughs> to be disavowed. I know. We've got some inception level Good. shit going on. Yeah. Uh, just let me do a few more. We have Volate, $100. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, chat, go easy on Blonde. She's doing the best she can with what she has, aside from being incredibly attractive and remarkably intelligent. Oh, I like this person. Wow. Uh, she doesn't really have anything redeeming, uh, any other redeeming qualities. Also, Matt, thanks for sometimes reading and responding to my <laughs> emails. Thank you sometimes so much for that huge I... donation. I do the I do the best I can, but the, well, actually, I shouldn't I shouldn't get critical because one, thank you for the donation, and two, I mean, donation plus ego stroking for blonde, that's quite nice. Yep, yep, totally. Uh, and then let me just do one more. A friend of the show, Bibi, who's been very generous, gave us fifty dollars and said, thank "Very you. angry with a friend right now. Just hang up with her. She was a Bernie supporter. I'm done. I seem little right now. Oh, I'm sorry uh, to hear it. Everybody's lost friendships. These. these it is last a shame it's, over it's, political. I know. I thought I thought we could test. make it work, but you know, yeah. if you talk to somebody that's part of Clinton, would you ever be friends with the Trump supporter? They'll almost exclusively be like. <laughs> there was some polling done on that that showed it was worse that way than this way. I I read that. I, yeah. I try not to have ideological litmus tests for my friends. I draw the line at Antifa. If you're Antifa, yeah, that is yeah. a deal breaker for me. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, yeah. Okay, let's uh, table these and and get going on our topic. Okay. Do you need me to? I can. Uh, I have it open. So if we lose any. Good. Okay. Um, we, we can yeah. The last one I had marked down was George Harvey. They gave us ten bucks. Okay. Um. So how how familiar are you? You've been in the news cycle the last few let's, days, right? Let's just assume the listener knows basically nothing about this, and then I have some. I do have the clips prepped in terms of what happened in the car attack, and then the reaction. But in terms of like the backstory, like what is this event? Why okay. did it happen? All those sorts of things. Um, I was under the impression that Unite the Right was a rally to unite different uh, far right factions, but mm. it was to protest the removal of this Robert E. Lee statue in what used to be Lee Park and now it's Emancipation Park. Ah. Um, as far as the number of people that were there, I've read like widely varying numbers. I've seen a lot of pictures, but I think the Mo the most accurate representation I've seen is 50 to 100 protesters and about a thousand or 50 or 500 to a thousand protesters and about a thousand counter protesters. I think that looks about right. I mean, okay, so I saw the protesters would be the unite the right guys, like the yes. quote unquote alt right guys. And then counter Antifa, protesters would be, et cetera, would be opposition to them, including Antifa. Right. But I didn't okay. see any really scaled back pictures. Like I saw a few pictures where there were definitely several hundred People on the far right, definitely, definitely several hundred Antifa people. But okay. I mean, I haven't really read anything that I can I can confirm. Um, so people started brawling in the street yesterday morning. Nineteen mm -hmm. people were injured, and so yesterday morning, before the event was actually supposed to start at noon, um, the city of Charlottesville declared a state of emergency, and they cited imminent threat of civil disturbance, unrest, potential injury to persons, people had already been injured, and destruction of public and personal property. Then one hour later, um, how do you say the, the, the Virginia governor's last name? I can Terry McAuliffe. McAuliffe. Yeah. Oh, you, you think it would be an O U G H, right? McAuliffe. Anyway, ah, um, he declared a McAuliffe. state of emergency uh, an hour later, which was actually still before the event was supposed to start. So, the, so the vehicle incident had not happened at this point. They were still okay. Declaring. So, the, yeah. So this was effectively shut down before it even began officially. Right, right. And okay. then right before it was supposed, uh, supposed to start at 1140, the Virginia State Police declared the gathering an unlawful assembly, even though they did have permits via megaphones. Oh. 
And the riot police completely cleared the scene. So protesters who, you know, I'm talking about the far right in this instance, um, they moved to a different park, McIntyre Park, which was about two miles away. Okay. So, and, then, and then they continued to demonstrate. So they just relocated and continued to I think they were relocating. Yeah, I think that Richard okay. Spencer was going to speak and some other people were speaking. Um, okay. So a little bit before 2 o'clock, this, who we've now identified the, subse- the, the suspect, he's 20-year-old James Alex Field. He drove his car into a crowd of counter-protesters, Antifa, and he actually killed somebody, a 32-year-old Heather Heyer, and he injured okay. 19 people. And some of them, I think, are still critically injured. I don't know if there are going to be any more fatalities, but I, I mean, I, it, from the footage, it looked like people probably lost limbs and stuff. I mean, people were just Yes, I, I've watched a few different angles. I will show a, a clip, but I've it's from a far away angle and I blurred it so we don't get in trouble with YouTube. And frankly, in trouble with anyone who's not, maybe not prepared to view it. Because, I mean, I, I never saw anything that was gruesome, but it looks like limbs bent the wrong way and just, you know, bad stuff that yeah. doesn't look good. I mean, it wasn't, you know, as bad as the niece footage or anything like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it, but it was it's definitely... Very, well, a smaller scale version of the same type of crime. When I watched the footage, I was like, I cannot believe that only one person was yeah. killed because he throws it into reverse. Maybe we should watch that now. Yeah, okay. So let's... What I have is what happened on the scene from one angle. And again, there are many angles. You're more than welcome to go look at them, as I'm sure many of our viewers have. And then I've what I have is... i a bunch of them also. And then what things. I... Yeah, and then what I have is... um the police chief's description of the events immediately following. So let's check out that. Uh, so here is what the car situation looks like. Okay, so it's straight into the crowd, as you can see. And then this guy kind of takes cover behind this corner, and then the car's going to reverse about just go, as fast go, go, go. as it went in, leaving. And this is what the police chief had to say. The premeditated violence that our community experienced today was completely unacceptable. None of the injuries sustained today were due to engagement with law enforcement. As of late this afternoon, there have been at least 35 people treated for injuries by city personnel. 14 people have been treated for injuries resulting from individual engagements. Nine pedestrians were treated for injuries in a three-vehicle crash at the intersection of 4th Street and Water Street. Their injuries range from life-threatening to minor. The crash also claimed the life of a 32-year-old female pedestrian at the intersection as she was crossing the street. We are still in the process of notifying her next of kin, so we will not be releasing her information until that takes place. The suspect vehicle that left the scene of the crash was located moments later, and the male driver is in custody with charges pending. We are currently treating this as a criminal homicide investigation. Okay. I think the the another key thing of what he said there that I saw you put in the notes here. He he refers to it as premeditated. Right, and I'm skeptical about that. Um, you know, I haven't really read anything that suggests that this was something that was premeditated. And I've watched the footage about five thousand times. And we're having this debate on Twitter, but I posted the footage of right before he accelerates. And it is true, although people are telling me that it is not relevant. I think that it's relevant, although I would never call this a self defense case or anything like that. But no, somebody no. does beat in his back tail light right before he accelerates. It's like a split mm. second. And then he just like guns it through this crowd. Now I'm not saying 
that that these people deserve this or that he did something that was, you know, acceptable. This is reprehensible. Just that it might be relevant to the motive. It might be relevant to his charge as well. Uh, And and I'm not really sure that there's any evidence of of serious premeditation. It seemed to me like this was a horrible reaction. Yeah. And and to, just so just so people are clear, like when you're referring to premeditation, we're talking about planned in advance. This is, this is clearly intentional. I don't think anyone's disputing right. that this is intentional. Although if facts come out from the investigation that suggest otherwise, then I'm happy to see them based on the eye test, based mm-hmm. on me watching that. That looks clearly intentional to me. It's just a question of yeah. did he go there? Did he plan this in advance? And did he go there with the intent of doing that? From what I can tell right now, I'm not I'm not entirely convinced about that, although it's it's possible. And he accelerated at such a speed that it seems like loss of life had to be the intent. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of people on Twitter be like, you know, what, what, he just got scared. This is just self-defense. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I no mean, way. he, he, he was accelerating for a long time before and hitting that crowd. So fast. Yeah. So it, fast. It, um, we've seen some of these cases where a, a car gets surrounded by protesters in some of these cities and then they start beating on it. And then the guy, yeah. the people in the car are like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go. And they do. Yeah. That I understand. That's not this. They're, no. Yeah. No, no, no. They're clearly distinct things. Right. And, and like, I haven't, if, and if anybody wants to send this to me, that would be really great. But I want to see the footage of like the previous 45 seconds. I've only seen like four seconds Mm. before he starts to accelerate because if he was going slowly down that corridor and the whole time people were bashing on his car and threatening him, it's not really going to change my mind too much about this, but it might be relevant to the case. So if anybody has that footage, please send it to me. Um, I've been reviewing all this footage like crazy, but Initially, it came out because Paul went crazy with all these license plates and everything oh, like yeah. that and, and tracked it. it. Initially, it came out that this was an anti-Trump liberal. And everybody was like, oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> turns out, this is unconfirmed, but I think he sold the car to this other guy. Oh, to this um, kid. So, yes, yeah. I mean, I don't um, don't take offense to this poll, but I have to do it. You are fake news. Very fake news. I still appreciate all I it retweeted that you it, do. though. Do it for me, yeah. too. Oh, for you too, for retweeting? All right. You are fake news. Very fake news. I deserve it. Okay. Um, but it turns out that this was a 20-year-old, uh, at, at, at a minimum, he was a white nationalist. I've seen a lot of reports yeah. that he was a Nazi, but... Well, what um, can you but, tell me about this group, this Vanguard America that he was hanging out with? I had actually never heard of them until yesterday, and I looked into them. They look like they're... Um, a little bit stronger than an identitarian movement, like a little bit more in the far right direction. They seem like they're at a minimum white nationalist, but I also don't know very much about them besides, you know, their mission statement, their website, what I saw. Um, mm. But he had a, um, a shield with their emblem on it. And so everybody assumed that he was in this group. They issued a statement yesterday saying, you know, Vanguard America, he's never been a part of this group. We were handing out shields to all people with our logos on them. I, but I find that a, a little bit hard to believe. They might be telling the truth, but you had to know that if there was a crime committed that you would be associated with the crime. If you're just giving these to people that haven't been vetted at all and aren't part of your group, that seems yeah, incredibly it's, dumb to as, me. Like, in that so situation, dumb. which is very likely to have some kind of violent altercation with Antifa right. showing up and then just the nature of these things as we've seen them develop, not wise. If you're thinking about giving out swag at the... Right, white right, right. white nationalist versus Antifa battle royale. Maybe skip the swag. 
I, that's what yeah. I would do. I'm yeah. not going to give out podcast swag at that event. Let's, right. Let's and, and, and everybody's like, well, hindsight's 2020. I'm like, yeah. you, you, nobody thought about that and was like, there's a high likelihood that there's going to be political violence here that I don't want my group affiliated with. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, so he's being held on a litany of charges. Let's see. I put them in here somewhere. I'll highlight huh. them here. Second degree murder, three times malicious wounding. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, second failure murder. to stop following an accident resulting in death. That's, uh, yeah, I guess that is true. You don't think about that sort of tack on charge, but yeah, that's, it does appear that he did that, even though he was the one who created the accident. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't think I about mean, those things. and I guess as far as the, the incidents concerned what confused me most about it is why he threw his car in reverse to get out of there, I guess. I mean, so he slammed a car in front of him or it looked like a several cars. Yeah. He rammed into uh, like two other cars. There's no way he was going forward. And it's my understanding, although this is unconfirmed too, that he hit and killed the woman um, when he was backing up. But I, but I don't Ah, know about that. Well, there was such a crowd there. Yeah. Well, Um, so I don't know about that. Okay, so to recap the facts here, what we have looks like an intentional act of some sort of murder-esque type crime. And then we have what appears to be, although this is the one link that, I'm not denying that this guy went there with like white supremacist, white nationalist, whatever flavor of it you want to call intentions, and I'm not denying that he appears to have an affiliation with that. There isn't, however, and I'm not saying this because I want it to go one way politically or not, just because I want to be accurate with the facts. I don't see the motive smoking gun like when we had micah johnson sniping cops in dallas he said i'm doing this for blm right we have a terrorist doing this in nice france we have lahu akbar i'm not saying that's not why he did it but i just i don't want to jump to conclusions yet either without the I don't know, direct though. link yeah but he was at this really fashy event and he's got like a fashy haircut he was sure. in the same clothing you know as all these other people I just it have, seems to be the likely explanation. I just want to be clear yeah. that it's not, there isn't that one piece of evidence to, to link that concretely. Yeah. yeah. Although I, I don't mean, dispute that that's what likely happened here. But, um, but the reason I, I say that too is because that's led to a lot of the uh, frustration in terms of who's disavowing whom and, and how toughly or how harshly. Right. Because we, ha- we then had the president come out and say the following. This is what Trump had to say yesterday afternoon. But we're closely following the terrible events unfolding in Charlottesville, Virginia. We condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides. On many sides. It's been going on for a long time in our country. Not Donald Trump. Not Barack Obama. This has been going on for a long, long time. It is no place in America What is vital now is a swift restoration of law and order and the protection of innocent lives. No citizen should ever fear for their safety and security in our society. I just got off the phone with the governor of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, and we agreed that the hate and the division must stop and must stop right now. We have to come together as Americans with love for our nation and true effect, really, and I, I say this so strongly, true affection for each other. Above all else, we must remember this truth. No matter our color, creed, religion, or political party, we are all Americans first. 
Now, when I heard this, I didn't find it particularly controversial, but this has been wildly controversial online and in media circles. Uh, for instance, take the political Politico headline here. Trump fails to condemn white supremacists in statement on Charlottesville violence. Now, Isn't before, that exactly what he did? I heard him say the word condemn. We also said hate on what he said was hate on all sides, not uh, specifically white supremacist hate. And uh, this coming in contrast to Terry McAuliffe, who did specifically condemn white supremacists. Here's what Terry and said. And I have a message to all the white supremacists and the Nazis who came into Charlottesville today. Our message is plain and simple. Go home. You are not wanted in this great commonwealth. Shame on you. You pretend that you're patriots, but you are anything but a patriot. You want to talk about patriots, talk about Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, who brought our country together. You think about the patriots today, the young men and women who are wearing the cloth of our country. Somewhere around the globe, they're putting their life in danger. They're patriots. You are not. You came here today to hurt people, and you did hurt people. But my message is clear. We are stronger than you. There is no place for you here. There is no place for you in America. Just a minor point of clarification. If white supremacists can't be patriots and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson are examples of of patriots, <laughs> both of whom were slave owners. I was thinking that, but I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. I'll still take his point uh, at face. I'm not, that, that doesn't do damage to what his central point is. I just thought it was an odd reference in the way he's. I mean, I, Okay. Whatever. I, I just wish that people would come out with these same condemnations for Black Lives Matter. Yes. So I don't have a problem. I think there are a few different ways to interpret this. To me, when he says, I don't, I'm here to condemn in strong terms the hatred on all sides. To me, that's entirely plausible because we're in a situation where we have white supremacists, however these people want to be characterized, white nationalists, whatever it is. Right. And Antifa's there too. And Antifa is no stranger to this same type of behavior. Would exactly, it have been yeah. better if he said specifically white nationalists and Antifa? Maybe I wouldn't have a problem with that either. But they but, would have had a problem with him not just singling out white nationalists and leaving Antifa out of it, even though they have a pattern of political violence. And I do have a problem with Terry McAuliffe leaving Antifa out of it. So, right. But Antifa can be patriots and they're welcome or Black Lives Matter uh, who have have a series of destroyed communities and, and in some cases, like Micah Johnson, actual deaths associated with right, the group. right. They, they can come and be patriots. And the moral outrage for this, and I, I actually tweeted about this the other day or yesterday, um, but it, it's like the virtue signaling Olympics here. Like people are world-class virtue signaling, but Micah Johnson and things like that, mum is the word on the left. But now sure. everybody's so outraged. Like I'm not saying this is not so, a horrible thing. This never should have happened. There should be no political violence. I, you know, I, I have to stress that. But we are inconsistent about the way that we treat this on the right and the left. Yep. And I, I'm absolutely fine if your case is, I didn't like that the president wasn't specific in calling out groups. I'm fine with that. I just, I demand then, well, I don't demand, I think consistency demands that you also say the same thing about when your quote unquote side does very similar behavior. And maybe they're right. You know, I, I'm a person who says, uh, when we have an Islamist attack, we need to call out the Islamic ideology behind it. So to be consistent, right. maybe I need to say we need to call out the white supremacist ideology ideology behind this. That's fine. That's uh, there's inconsistency to go around. I think there are different standards that a, a reasonable person can have. It's just we gotta apply them consistently. Yeah, as and long not as you're all treatment too. 
Yes. Every exactly. time there's a terrorist attack, it's not all Muslims, but this happens and it's every Republican. Every Republican is, you know, it wants political violence. Yeah. So, yeah, not all is inconsistently applied as well. I mean, I I'm angry about this because I said this after the MPI conference, but the alt right has a real problem um with curating their image. Like 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 this everybody's dressing the same with fashy haircuts <laughs> and they're carrying torches. Like are you fucking kidding me? Are you guys yeah, the, kidding the tiki me? Torch Why? Look is very bizarre. It's uh, It's creepy and it yeah. reminds everybody of a horrible horrible American past. Like you you can't you guys can't be doing stuff like this. Like this, this seems insane to me. And I think if the alt-right wants to survive, and I don't really know if they can after this, they're going to have to purge all of these 1488ers. Nobody wants well, to be in a group filled with legitimate Nazis. And that's the and everybody frustrating... kind of thought that they weren't real. They were, there were not real Nazis. Like that this is kind of a meme culture. But now people are like, even in the alt-right, like I watched a Ramsey Quatt Paul video today where he's like, I'm out on this. Like, if this is what the alt-right's become, like, I don't, I don't know. And he was like a real figurehead in the alt-right. I don't think that anybody that's serious about the alt-right wants to be affiliated with legitimate neo-Nazis. Yeah, and it does get hard to discern the trolling from the sincere, admittedly. Um, yeah, yeah. That's law does come into effect quite often, so... Uh, so yeah, I, uh, look, this sucks that it happened and it appears that there's a political motive and call out the political motive, just like all the other political motives that I don't like because they lead to violence and destruction. And if that's the case here, it deserves to be called out in exactly the same way. I just, I, the, to these media outlets like Politico, where were you when Obama not only didn't condemn black lives matter, but invited them into the white house. Right, right. And that's something that that's important to point out too. It's that the left has created a climate of, of political violence. And I guess they would say, well, he's invited them into the White House with Steve Bannon and, and the rest of these people. Eh. I mean, maybe, maybe. It's just, if you don't like political violence, you don't like political violence. And I don't like it. And I don't care who's doing it. Please stop. To the, to the Super Chat question before of how do we stop this? I guess the answer is we just, I, I mean, I don't know. Other than upping law enforcement to supervise these types of events. Um, then well, yeah, just, and that's just shaming it among question. your friends. Like when they say punch a Nazi, punch a commie, whatever, it's not cool. And push back on that, I guess. The, Where the, was the other law enforcement on this? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about how it all unfolded to, to comment. I mean, but, the, the responsibility of law enforcement is to keep these warring groups away from one another. And they seem yeah. to be failing time after time to keep the peace. And it's it's the, the frustrating thing about this for me is these are like two codependent cancers, more or less. Uh, they they exist and they sustain based on their stated opposition to one another. You know what I mean? Like this incident is going to be fuel for Antifa in the same way that other like past Antifa instances have been fuel for right. the alt right, among others. And at some point, I don't know, at some point, I guess someone's going to have to be the quote unquote, the, the, the proverbial bigger person and stand up and be like, this is, it's enough of this bullshit. We're not going to do this political violence nonsense. We're not going to use others' political violence to justify our political violence. We're just not going to do political violence. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not going to happen. The real root of this problem is, are we going to allow people to be governed by identity politics or not? And I yeah. keep hearing this from libertarians and I wish that there were no identity politics. I'm like, that's real I'm cute and them. everything. I'm yeah, that's them. great. 
I mean, I I wish there were no identity politics either, but the fact of the matter is that people are deeply invested in their personal identities. They establish their sense of morality based on those lines, and there's no way to disassociate people's identities from their political opinions. There's just no way. We can't ask people to do it, and we definitely can't ask white people to do it and tell black people that it's fine. Yes, you have to be uh, consistent on that. Which but is- nobody's going to do that. The left is never going to do that. So we're in a real quagmire here. I don't see a solution that. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you because I'm one of those. Uh, you know, if 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 uh, John Lennon rewrote Imagine, Imagine there's oh. no identity. <laughs> I'd be with him on that. Like I don't no. like that. That's the way this works. However, I can't deny that generally human tendencies seem to go that way. I don't like that. That's the case, but it often tends to go that way. So I have to be realistic about what's practical well, and what's not. I'm and that's not even going to say that I don't like that that things go that way. I mean, I appreciate that people have pride in their heritage and their culture and their country. And, and that's an important part of, um, of our identity. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, no, it's only it's wrong just, when you use that to impede an, uh, upon another person. That's when it becomes wrong. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, okay. So I just wanted to make sure we catch up on everything we said we we're going to talk about too, because uh, I don't want to talk about this because I hate talking about people that I admire and I thought this feud was dead, but the Milo Ben feud over this, please. I know. Uh, okay. So what happened was Ben Shapiro puts together a, an article that he wrote on daily wire talking about, uh, the facts of the, the facts of what happened in Charlottesville. And then he describes what happened and how the alt-right rose Thanks largely to alt-right, what do you say, enablers or apologists like Milo Yiannopoulos, which was sort of a weird way of throwing someone for whom he has a personal beef with under the bus for no reason. And then he puts an article to Facebook that says, let's remember how this all started with a picture of Milo. And and, and he was responding to an old article that Milo had written on Breitbart about a conservative's guide to the alt-right, explaining it to people who didn't understand. And Ben responds with an actual conservative's guide to the alt-right with a picture of Milo Uh, thrown under the bus. Let's remember where this all started. And then, of course, Milo responds calling Ben a, quote, vile imp. That is what... (laughs) I get that reference now. I get that reference now that I've been watching Thrones. So I hate this. I hate this. I I can't mom and dad just make up... No, Ben Shapiro always does this. He has like a stretch of three months where he's totally politically lucid and I love everything he says. And then he has to spurg out and mention Michelle Fields and throw Milo under the bus inexplicably, although he has nothing to do with this. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is why I hated Ben Shapiro. I remember now. There there are a lot of plausible cases to be made about who should take some blame on this. Namely, I think the most plausible is if you believe in political violence, regardless of your side, you should take some of the heat for this because you're you're creating a circumstance in which this is acceptable. Yeah, but Milo has fair, never the heat falls on the guy that did this. Like, you know, yeah, you always yes. talk about putting the, the hottest heat of the crime yes. on the person that's responsible. Yes, the hottest heat falls on the guy <laughs> who did it. I agree. But throwing Milo into this just makes no sense to me. There's no reason to do it other than personal pettiness. The alt-right hates him. Yeah. Like, so I'm bummed. Cuts, I'm know? bummed. And I'll again punctuate my thoughts by saying um, I, I, I criticize because I admire. He's, he's ben, Ben's above this. He should be above this. I do admire him and I admire Milo too. And I want them to make, I want him to kiss and make up. But why, why are you throwing a dude under the bus for no reason who had nothing to do with this? I don't get it. Because Ben is um, shamelessly opportunistic. 
and he does stuff like this. This is part of his character. Like uh, the Michelle Fields thing, I was willing to be like, okay. And I was over it. You heard me like five episodes ago. I know. I thought, I thought the Fields thing was done. I thought the Milo war had basically fizzled out to be meaningless. And now here we are where they both. I tweeted at him today to go back to his naughty corner. Well, well, you know, if, uh, if Ben feels that he's being treated unfairly, he's more than welcome to come on the show and frankly wreck us both. Although, you know, I say I wouldn't want to debate Ben Shapiro on anything. I, I feel pretty good about this one, though. This Milo thing on, mm. on Charlottesville, I'd like to hear his case. Maybe he can make I, a case. I wouldn't touch this still. I mean, I, all right, I just, fine. I Consider that a formal uh, challenge. I, I will probably live to regret these words, but... Um, if he has an explanation beyond personal pettiness, I'm more than willing to hear it. Okay. We're, we're running along on this though. Well, do you want to do some super chats and we can move on to to a topic that's depressing for a different reason? Yeah. Do you need me to, uh, I actually think I got everything. Uh, Gabriel Lopez. What is it? R? what, what unit of currency is that? $20. I'm going with rubles. Yeah. Am I a faggot? So now he's questioning. (laughs) This is a more philosophical now. No longer. He's the, he only gives himself. The benefit of the question for everyone else, he just everyone declares. No, yeah. he said once is Matt a faggot? Oh yeah, but Andy, Andy gets declared. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, sorry, we've got so many of these today. Um, DKJ Spec, a garbage human, two dollars, make America uh, great again. Uh, hashtag Stalin has fallen. Thank you for that. Mm. Uh, Ricardo Saracino, five dollars. If you question the left's behavior leading up to what happened over the weekend, you're a Nazi. We're all Nazis. To the I left. guess so. Yeah, I accepted that title a long time ago. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Movie Jimmy seven 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 two dollars. If only someone had brought some Pepsi. I know, right? That was ah, yes, the obvious. Hold on, I give these out where they're deserved. Oh, I gotta find it. Here you go. Oh. You, you earned it. That's a rim shot for what was what was his name? Uh, I don't know. I deleted it. Sorry. You deleted it. All right. Well, you know who you are, and you earned it. Movie Jimmy seven seven seven. Um, then Austin Kane, $5.22. And he, this is Whovian. I love Trump's response to Charlotte calling out both extremes on each side of the aisle. Such a shame what happened with the car. Yeah, with the car. Like, this is a car attack. <laughs> it was or such a sweet car. I know. Jeez. Jeez, jeez. You guys are awful. Uh, boom, do, baby. Do, does it, actual question Does a car like that get resold? What is the fate of the car? I don't I mean, know. Does that show I mean, up on I the car facts? If there's much evidence they need to get off of that hmm. car anything i mean they know what happened yeah sorry i ruined your punchline i I, well, I hate to it seemed like that'd be a dark messed up punchline so i don't want to go there uh boom baby here it is five dollars here's five dollars uses a down payment for a dodge challenger Jeez. <laughs> well there's yes blonde if you laughed at this you're a monster i did it and skag did <laughs> excellent excellent josh d marshall two dollars matt christensen 2020 fuck yeah i'd vote for you um, well, uh, you won't be I won't, old enough, though. Yeah, I won't be old enough. Uh, Chris Failbach, five dollars. The failed New York Times recently paid me a piddly dividend of four cents a share. Here you go. <laughs> Thank you for that. I didn't even know you could invest in New York Times. So they publicly trade. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yoda Economics, twenty dollars. A trader like Robert E. Lee has no business on public grounds. The people in support of this are basically snowflakes and cucks themselves. Yeah crying because the participation trophy Lee statue is being taken away. Yeah. That goes back to the cultural debate in the South of how much uh, reverence of Confederate icons is appropriate. Uh, there was one observation that I thought was particularly key and it's uh, a guy named Bo who may be listening to the show or not, but we follow each other on Twitter. And he said, you'll notice, take a look at just the footage of the two sides and the two crowds. One thing you'll notice, no American flags. 
There's Nazi flags, Confederate flags, right, that's true. Uh, commie flags, Antifa flags. Aren't American flags. Oh, Just boy. something to take a look at. And again, if you do have a photo of an American flag at the event, I will gladly fake news myself. I'm taking his word for it. Yeah. But I'll fake news myself if I'm wrong. Um, then we have Jared Pollan, $5. The left demands that Republicans disavow Nazis and many have yet they continue to ignore or condone Antifa. All political violence and identity politics are bad. Yeah, I hear this. Mm -hmm. I hear this a lot from a lot of people. I would agree with that, except I don't think really that all identity politics are bad because I think a certain amount of it is totally unavoidable. Um, George Harvey, $10. What's your opinion on the new Russia san sanctions as well as Putin expelling a bunch of our diplomats? My grandfather, who remembers the Cuban Missile Crisis, shrugged it off as business as usual. Maybe we should deal with this on Wednesday. Yeah, you could save that question because I, um, I don't have enough of the details to opine on it immediately. Um, so yeah, I'd be shooting from the hip, unfortunately. We, we got a million of these, but I'll drop that in the show notes and then okay. uh, we can circle back. Okay. Uh, I, I can be quick on this one because we're not breaking news on James Damore and Google. Pretty much everybody who is Has in our audience is going to know what this is about, so I don't have to start from scratch. The, the, law, the TLDR here, if you have, I don't know, if you haven't paid attention the whole week, James Damore is this software engineer at Google. He writes an internal memo because Google is so diversity obsessed and they don't, surprise, surprise, software engineering doesn't have a 50-50 male-female split. So they are yeah. on this diversity bend of trying to get more women in and people of color and X, Y, and Z. And he writes an internal memo that says, look, um, not having an even split among demographics is not particularly surprising because when we think about the tendencies of groups, namely men and women, they choose different things. They generally uh, have a certain um, ability for certain things or not. Uh, they generally uh, choose this type of job or not. I mean, I think of... Um, you know, think of uh, nurses, for example. Is, is is the nursing field really sexist because they don't let in men? Is that what's going on? Or do yes. men and women choose to? Yeah, we got to talk about diversity at the hospitals. We really got to get that going. <laughs> anyway, so he gives a, a perfectly reasonable, well-qualified memo that explains why you don't see a 50-50 split between men and women at Google and why it's not necessarily a bad thing if they don't have it. And he gets, this goes viral inside and then it leaks to the outside, goes viral on the internet outside, and then he gets fired. And um, I was saying in the intro of the show, I don't think, well, I, I think his case is compelling. And, and if you have a good case against his memo, I would like to hear it. So I'm not saying you have to agree with what James Damore says. But do you I mean do moral think, case or the case for his wrongful termination? Oh, I mean the case he makes in his memo. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, the case he makes in his memo. Um, what I will say is I think if you're a media person trying to be objective about this, you got to at least give his side a fair explanation. You got to explain what it is that he said in fair terms. You got to characterize his argument accurately. And my, oh my, did we not see that from mainstream news outlets. So oh, no. I wanted to, I wanted to play some of those because I sent you this one from CBS. Oh, it was that, the worst one. The one from CBS here is frankly uh, jaw-dropping, so let's start with that. His 10-page document criticized Google's diversity initiatives. He also writes that women are more prone to anxiety and blames the gender gap on biological causes. The memo penned by that white male software engineer. That white male software engineer. So this, is, this is a script written by Aid Skrillex. He, he writes oh, the transcripts God. at CBS. Oh, that's bad. That white male software engineer. Oh, okay. 
was read uh. by millions. While he said more needed to be done to encourage a diversity of viewpoints at Google, DeMore's words hit the company with such force. A local radio station reported some female employees took sick days yesterday to avoid what was described as an uncomfortable environment. Women are not more prone to anxiety, and I need time off to process that assertion. <laughs> it's oh, like, God. It's like everyone at Google is like, we will... We must prove everything he said 100% true in a sequence of action starting now. Yeah, I know. Did you read that a 60 female employees banded together to file a lawsuit against Google? Oh, yeah. When the, what, what are they saying? That Google is sexist to women? Yeah. Well, yeah. If you don't believe James Damore, you have to come to that conclusion. If James Damore is wrong, then Google is very sexist. Yeah. Oh, so God. that sounds perfectly consistent to me, actually. <laughs> okay. Kara Swisher, the executive editor of Recode, spoke with employees who described the current environment inside the search giant as really toxic. This memo has set off a whole stream of things. We should say and do what we want. The fact of the matter is, Google's a company. It has rules. He broke the rules. It is a document. Did he, though? What are the rules? You will not question the, the teachings. The, the, I don't know. You will not question the, their own weird Bible verses that they have within the company or something. Yeah, really. Uh, hey, like how... Go ahead. what does this black female software engineer have to say? <laughs> they didn't introduce her. They say, oh, that white male software engineer. But they don't introduce yeah. her as black female software engineer. Why is that? I don't know. Full of sexism. Erica Baker, a software engineer at Google for nine years, was shocked by that document. What made them feel like that was okay? What made them feel safe and protected to share this, you know, blatant sexism inside Who Google? Who is they? Are they striving for? I think he. I think she means Demore. Yeah. Well, she's just referring to the to all of men at Google because one person. They should not. No, this is one dude. He should not have done this. That's maybe what she, she doesn't want to assume his gender. So she assigns they pronouns. Oh my God. Ugh, I'm going to kill myself. We're, we're going to get to they pronouns later. Don't worry. <sighs> For inclusion, what? Are they? Yeah, don't worry. I'm just teasing the surprise cringe a little bit, but that doesn't give away enough. You're a monster. Yeah. Aiming to make sure that the women and people of color and everybody from underrepresented groups at Google feel like they could be successful there. Overall, just. How about talented software engineers feel like they could be successful there? How about that? I know. That? And he, he must have said friggin' 10 times in the memo that the actual quality of women that are working at Google at this time is the same as the quality yeah. of men that are working there. He like yep. went out of his way. It's like, this is just about people's choices. I'm just trying to explain that this discrepancy between males and females within software engineers is not because of sexism. And Google's like, yes, it is. Yeah. And then we here we get the stats on how the company's employment breaks uh, breaks down. Just 31% of Google's employees are female. That number drops to 19% among its tech jobs. Okay, so why? Again, why? Because James Damore has given us a plausible explanation for why. Yeah. In fact, a very compelling case for why. And your answer is just uh, sexism at this company that's pouring millions of dollars into diversity and anti-sexism uh, uh, gestures and, and programs I mean, and things. Thirty-one percent—that seems really high. I mean, they must be I, correcting for diversity already. Yeah, they brag about it on their female website. Tech jobs. I mean, don't you think that it probably, if if there was no, uh, if they weren't doing any kind of diversity initiative, it'd be lower than that. I mean, it's so weird that you end up in this situation where to fight sexism, we're going to herd women into the right choices. <laughs> No, because I know. that's not sexist. We, we have to tell them what to do because they're women.
but in the name of non-sexism. Well, I can get on board there. Women do need to be told what to do. So I guess we're in agreement. <laughs> well, uh, I'll, leave it there. I'll leave it there. Why are 80% of the people working at these companies white men? How do we change that? How do we? Why? Why do we have to? Why, why are there talented software engineers working at Google? And how do we change that? Who cares what the demographics are? Yeah. <sighs> build a bigger pie so everybody can share in it instead of fighting over what's here. Okay, and then there's a bunch of quick hits from CNN and MSNBC that again just mischaracterize this memo and don't care. Give you false de demonstrably false information and don't care. Stunning, disturbing story about what a male engineer at Google wrote. He's saying women aren't biologically suited to be engineers. Why? Because they're women. Biologically, they can't do it. Not biologically fit. Sexist memo. Sexist memo. The sexist stuff people have been saying on Twitter, too, has just been, like, so gross. An anti-diversity <laughs> memo. I disagree with what he... He literally said, I do not oppose diversity. He says... Like a million times. He says it more than once, yeah. Uh, listen to this. This guy says, I disagree with what he says vehemently, and then the host is like, heck yeah. It's just, it's cringe. Listen to this. I disagree with what he wrote profoundly. Heck yeah. Google employees saying that women are inferior and that's why there are not as many women software engineers. Women not are what inferior? He said. Not what he said. <laughs> Good God. Uh, he writes that the gender wage gap is a myth. Aaron <laughs> Burnett triggered. <laughs> okay. Oh you and I had a similar reaction to this too. The other thing I want to say is if you haven't seen this, if I know not everybody, you're busy, you got a job, you got kids, you got school, whatever it is you're involved in, you can't vet this stuff for yourself. This is a case where I would encourage you just for your own interest, for your own education. If you got the time, read the memo. It's linked in the descriptions, 10 pages, which sounds long, but it's a lot of bullet points. It's not, it's not yeah. a dense 10 pages. And the other thing, I don't have clips prepared, but I think you and I, I was certainly a bit surprised because James Damore, the guy who wrote the memo, has been making all kinds of alternative media appearances. He went on Jordan Peterson's channel. He went on Stephen Molyneux's channel. He was actually on Ben Shapiro's show as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah, he was on there too. And when I first saw him, I thought, man, this guy's like pretty nerdy and kind of awkward. He's really nerdy and extremely awkward. And it's what you would expect from like a, a genius level software sure. engineer. Like that's and, the, the kind of the kind of person that I just assume works at Google. But you know, when I saw him on Stefan Molyneux, I was like, "Oh my God, what a sweet guy! What a sweet, kind-hearted guy!" And he was so soft-spoken and nervous. And I was thinking, this could not look better for people. People that watch this are like, "This guy is toxic masculinity." Oh yeah, this guy—he's the hulking mass of misogyny that they're I all know. fearing. It just seems so preposterous once you see his face and hear and hear him speak that it's yeah. like it just shatters that whole narrative right there. Yeah. So again, maybe you agree with James Damore. Personally, I, I'm looking for a compelling case against him. I'm open to it, but maybe you agree with him. Maybe you don't. But this is a story that was so grossly botched by pretty much any mainstream source that I've seen that I would say definitely look into it yourself. Before. I mean, I implore anybody to disprove what he said. I haven't seen anybody. Sure able to do that. I mean, they're all just doing the normal character attack, saying that you can't trust him as a source because he's a white male. Uh, no, attack his information. I want anybody to disprove what he said. Especially that section he wrote about how women are inferior. I found that to be very <laughs> yeah. compelling.
That was like yeah, the totally. most persuasive part of his yeah, um, of his whole memo. So thank you, James Damore. I was yeah. on the fence about female yeah. inferiority before that, but now I'm thoroughly convinced. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay, so Sorry. that's all I got on that. You want to catch up on Super Chat before we go on to the electoral prospects of the Democrats? We got so many Super Chats. Sorry, my oh. dogs are around. I will spray you guys with this water that I keep for <laughs> me during the show. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, we have M16Mojo, $5. This collectivism needs to die on both sides until the media is willing to recognize this. I'm not sure this will go away anytime soon. Um, I'm inclined to disagree with this. Hmm. There has to be a collectivist element to government. You know, I appreciate individuality too, but most people simply don't want to be leaders individuality within an agreed upon value system yeah yeah i mean and that's really the problem that we're having um yeah we have josh g marshall ten dollars the confederate protest was reportedly peaceful up until the arrival of blm and antifa but that's only what i've heard i've also heard that but i cannot corroborate yeah it. which i mean if i'm gonna go based on the pattern of the past that would be consistent with the pattern of the past but right. i'm not gonna report that as true without knowing for sure um, Ministry of Wrong Thing, $5. Just in case we're keeping tally, Alt-Right 1, Charlottesville, Black Lives Matter 8, Baton Rouge, and Dallas. Remember when the media blamed Obama for those? Not. Oh, yeah. There was Baton Rouge, too. What happened? There was, um... Was that two cops were killed? Yeah. What was that guy's name? I can't um, remember. Because there was a couple things in this Baton Rouge. This is last Rouge. summer, right? There was right? the Alton Sterling police shooting, but then there was another case of a guy who killed cops or something. I, I'd have to refresh my memory. I mean, I want to be like, we can't be keeping score. But when I found out that when, when I thought yesterday that this was a leftist person, the, the deep relief that I felt, <laughs> well, it was overwhelming. I, oh, no, my God. Thank you. Yeah. Here's the thing is my question who are in, my question for people who have been insisting that you call out these violent groups by name is fair enough. Where have you been? That's yeah. that's my question in response to that. Because I, I mean, agree. I don't want to tally. Now? I don't want to tally, but there's a history. And uh, now now you're mad. Yeah, Just today? At Berkeley, I saw a video of some girl getting her head bashed in with a giant stick from somebody yeah, in Antifa. Like, that. I'm amazed nobody has been killed before now, truly. So yeah. I can see where he's coming from. Um, Static Wave 09, $10. Love the show, guys. Big favor. Can you both say uh, Irish rich wristwatch? Irish? Irish wristwatch? Is that like a tongue twister? Irish wristwatch? Irish wristwatch. Yeah, it's hard it's to say. It's a trap to say a bad word or something. Irish. It, so, it sounds like a trap to say the word shit. We say that Irish, all the time anyway. Irish, Irish wristwatch. I think it's just a, it's just a tongue. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, Squirrel Knight, 20 euro. Hey, Blonde and Beta, could you please rip Shapiro apart? Uh, rip Shapiro apart now. The halfling pisses me off. Like, <laughs> well, I assume. We already did. Yeah, so I assume that was before the Milo bit. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that donation. Uh, Patrick Harrigan. I'm just, I'm so. Uh, it goes to show you shouldn't idolize anybody. You really shouldn't. And I, I don't, I try not to do I that mean, myself. But Yeah, but it's really hard. Like before I started my channel, I was watching all these people. I'm like, wow, they're so smart. I wish I could do what they do one day. And now that like I've interacted with some of them, I'm like, oh, this is so disappointing. Like finding <laughs> out there's no Santa Claus or something. I've, uh, I've shared some of that. Without naming names, I've shared some of that. Now, the, the opposite is true too. I've met plenty of people that I thought, wow, that person went really out of, their, of his or her way to treat me well and be kind yeah, and yeah. went a step beyond what they needed to so it's not just everybody i meet ends up sucking and of course if your if your expectation is sky high the odds oh, are no, they're this going is totally to my fault for having unrealistic expectations yeah. of people that i had idolized i mean yeah. i'm not saying this is their fault um 
Patrick Harrigan, $5. So fast cars should be made illegal, right? Why isn't the inanimate object to blame? When I was actually writing the show notes for this, um, I'm not totally ready to call this domestic terrorism. And so I, I think I might have accidentally typed like car attack or something. And then I was like, oh my God, no. Back <laughs> yeah. Well, the political motive is um, inferred by the association at this point. And I don't think that's a, I don't think that's an unreasonable inference at all. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. So I don't have a problem with people calling it terrorism. I think you can infer that political motive and be entirely fine. Um, but again, we'll wait for the facts. Yep. Uh, yeah. Scott Malavi, $5. Your humble ditch digger piling on to the cash pile. Also, Patches O'Houlihan, if you can dodge a car, you can dodge a ball. Oh, my God. Jeez. You guys are all going to hell. <laughs> going that, to uh, hell. Is that rimshot worthy? Or should I? I shouldn't encourage this. I want to encourage this man. Thank okay. you for the donation, though. Thank <laughs> we'll, you. we'll take that money still. Uh, Dan Irish, $5. Speaking of swag, see if you can use some of your fan art for T-shirts. Not that period blood one, though. That one's so good. But yeah, that's maybe a good it's idea. We'd have, to, we'd have to cut a deal with the artists. So I want to make sure the artists are treated fairly in that situation. Maybe we could link up with Chase and do that. He does really good work. I, I like Chase's Top style a lot. Top you might dispute the period blood in particular, but the style and the detail is very good. Uh, let me get to some of these bigger ones. Anna, $10. Far-right supremacists aren't even right-wing. Most of them, like Richard Spencer, believe in single-payer health care and other socialist authoritarian values. Why do they get to speak for the right? And that's a really good point. Um, you know, there's a danger in the me the mainstream media linking all of us together, although um, yeah. not everybody in the alt-right is. Well, so many people I know on the right, conservatives, libertarians, are all about the individual. And certainly the Richard Spencer of the world are very collectivist in their thinking. So I can understand how you wouldn't want to be lumped into that. They're very uh, opposing viewpoints. Yep. Um, and then we have Constantine the Mediocre, $5. I have a hard time taking morality lesson from a guy who, drone, who drones hundreds of kids. Cough, Barry. Cough. Thank you for that. Take it, taking a shot at the former prez, huh? <clears throat> I know. Um, and then we have BB, $50. Thank you. Blonde, love you because you think I'm a guy, says something, love you anyway. Oh, I totally did just assume it was a dude. You got to <laughs> understand, I, I looked at my demographics a few days ago, and it's like 91% men. So it was oh. a pretty good a pretty good bet. And let me just get through a few more of these. Sure. Shane Vorin, $10. Murder is murder. You can call it what you want. That is true, too. He did kill somebody intentionally. Clearly, I mean, clearly intentionally, right? I'm comfortable saying that's intentional based on the eye test, yeah. I mean, unless there's some weird case to be made about bizarre mental health situation or like, oh, no, my – I don't know. We had that uh, that situation with Toyota a few years back about gas pedals getting stuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. think that was this. I didn't yeah. hear about it in Dodge Challengers. Jeez. Um, let me just get through a few more. BB, another $50. Thank you very Jeez, much. thank you. Will we ever figure out that we are individuals? And this includes all of us. We have the far right and the far left that gets the most attention. And yeah, and that's an important point too. Like we're watching these warring factions, but we have to remember that almost all of us fall within, in between these two extremes, you know? Yeah. Uh, they, don't, they don't represent your average person. And, and I'm sympathetic to what you say about, uh, about groups and how people are, you know, they have in-group preferences and they tend to identify with people similar to them. And I get all that. But at the end of the day, for me personally, I just want to be an individual. I want to be treated as an individual. I want to act as an individual. I want to be an individual in all respects. And um, I think there are a lot of people like that. Uh, I can't yeah, deny. And I agree. But the left has cultivated this environment for decades now that's almost exclusively based on identity politics. Yeah. I mean, people have been raised like like black inner city people that have been government dependent their whole lives. They've been raised 
to believe that their identity is just wholly embodies who they are. You can't ask them to abandon that. Yeah. You can't. Um, okay, let me get a few more here. The C Factor, $5. Ben Shapiro is a cuck. The alt-right and Antifa both need to go. We need true capitalism and libertarian views. Uh, this is the Chad saying good show. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> and then let's get back to... Redemption for Ben. Redemption Oh, wait, for one, ben. one more before we uh, cut out. Uh, Liberative, $10. I'm bummed that we no longer hold the ideal. I may not agree with what you say, but we'll defend your right to say it. Yeah. We're a, less, a lesser nation from that loss. And that's, Agree that's true, too. And... You know, they did get a permit and they were there legally and they were exercising their rights to free speech. But at the same time, just from a logistical and, and optics standpoint, like this was so profoundly stupid and reflected so, so poorly on the people of the right. I mean, I I, I don't even know what I could say about that. Yeah, but uh, well, I guess I would have to question the extent to which any of them saw this coming. I mean, the, who uh, the the people, the participants, the organizers. This, yeah. I mean, they had to see this coming. The this violence was... in general, but like the specific car act. Oh, oh, no, I, I don't think so. But I mean, it was a response to to political violence and this really hostile environment that was, you know, created by both of these groups. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to our next topic. And we can get back to some of these. Thank you so okay. much. You guys have been so yeah, generous. Yeah, everybody's tonight. crushing it. Um, which, man, I just. Again, I'll I'll choke up and tear up about the people's investment in the show because it really does mean a lot. We spend a lot of time putting it together, and and it means a lot to us. And so for people to part with some hard-earned cash to support it is very humbling. And so we thank you guys very much. <laughs> okay, uh, I I have without looking into this, without looking into how the map actually breaks down, uh, without looking at polling because it's pretty early anyway. I just sort of thought, well. Generally, when you have an incumbent president, he tends to lose some ground or lose some influence in Congress. That's the way things usually work. Trump, to me, if you believe the polling, and again, I know people have their disputes with the polling, but generally it looks like his favorability is not doing particularly well. Um, and he has a series of policy mishaps that uh, haven't gone to plan necessarily. So I think there's, to some extent, good reason for people being frustrated with the president. All of this added up to me to the conventional wisdom of, yeah, Democrats probably pick up some seats in in uh, the House and Senate in 2018. But that was without looking at the map and without looking at the numbers. Somebody at um, Nate Silver's website, this is Dave Wasserman at 538, put together, um, let's find it here, an analysis of how this actually looks uh, in terms of what's going to happen in 2018. And actually, the congressional map has a record-setting bias against Democrats, surprisingly. Get this. I don't know if you heard this this week. Even if Democrats were to win every single 2018 House and Senate race for seats representing places that Hillary Clinton won or that Trump won by less than three, so states or districts, either that Hillary won or that were very close, and they won them all. Let's say they won them all. That would be a huge accomplishment for them. Um, a pretty good midterm by historical standards, the author says. They could still fall short of the House majority and lose five Senate seats. And uh, it's partly attributable to the nature of House districts, GOP gerrymandering, and Democratic voters clustering in urban districts has moved the median House seat well to the right of the nation. Part of it is bad timing. So get this in terms of the Senate. 
Democrats have been cursed with a terrible Senate map in 2018. They must defend 25 of their 48 seats. Oh, boy. While while Republicans must defend just eight of their 52. Oh, boy. They, yeah, they're in trouble. That's an uphill climb. Not going to happen. That's a tough one. And one of the things that's been so fascinating for me as a political observer is looking at the various stumbles and fumbles of the president um, and thinking, how is it possible that you Democrats are not able, able to assemble a compelling alternative? How is it possible that this man, again, kind of a lovable buffoonish man in some ways i say it as a person who appreciates him in some respects and criticizes him in others how is it possible that you can't create an alternative to this i think every time trump makes what i perceive to be a mistake i think yeah but hillary's out there somewhere thinking i fucking lost to this i I know i know i lost to this and so democrats inability to do that has been amazing and i mentioned at the top of the show bill maher is back bill maher one of the thought leaders of the left and one of the critics, uh, critics of the Democratic Party because he wants them to succeed, guys, talks about what Democrats need to do electorally and the case they need to make. Because to me, if you're the Democrats, just say, look, uh, we're the party of good jobs and guaranteed health care. How are you going to do that? Uh, we're going to do that by providing good jobs and guaranteed health care. Yeah, yeah. Sign me up. Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, I will run all your campaigns and probably win a lot of them just by saying that. But, but, um, but Bill Maher has a different um, prescription for the pitch of how Democrats should be making the case for uh, their, their coming elections. So this is what Bill had to say on his show on Friday night. Let me find the clip here. Uh, some Democrats now are saying that the Russia story does not test well for them. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding. This to me is the problem Democrats have to get to your larger issue about Democrats. They chase polls. Republicans don't do that. Republicans change polls. They're never intimidated by them. Russia doesn't test well. Make it test well. Because it's not over. It's an ongoing story. I don't even know why we need Bob Mueller. Don Jr. took a meeting after he got a a memo, an email, from the Russians saying, we got dirt. Let's work together on this election. How about Don Jr. is a traitor already? You know, they sent him this email. Look at me getting all excited. I'm glad. That's really inspiring. But they, they sent him this email, if you don't remember, that said, we have dirt on Hillary Clinton. And he sent back, I love it. Right. That's the crime already. If you sent me an email that said, I have child porn, and I wrote back, I love it. <laughs> Not a crime. I'd love to see what you have. That's already. I want to talk about that, actually. Um, just, we'll finish out the clip, but I did think that was an interesting statement. Oh, and before I forget the audacity of him saying that people on the right are the ones that are fixing polls after this fucking election is astounding. It's just astounding. I seem to remember a particular political party that had a uh, controversy well, yes. in its primary, but I can't recall. In fact, I think the smoking gun was much smokier <laughs> than uh, this Russian gun. Anyway. God. <laughs> and, and his and his keep, keep me <laughs> isn't it amazing the democrats cannot keep a real scandal going when we heard about benghazi for four yeah. years that i'm sorry <laughs> preach bill preach you're not crying wolf if there's a wolf exactly <laughs> gotta go to new rules uh he's the most lovable leftist i 
I both love him and hate his guts. I don't know how. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as a longtime appreciator of him. I still, as I said, I, I watch his show, even though it enrages me because it has so many thought leaders on that side that I need to stay in touch with to understand what they're thinking. So I don't get into my own bubble too far. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, a lot of questions. And it's like, if, if this is such a real scandal and nobody cares, what is your conclusion? That people are too stupid to care? Which he will say all the time he thinks Americans are stupid. He says that on multiple occasions. So I presume he'd be comfortable with that conclusion. Um, but you can't, I don't know. I just don't think you can, you can make people care about things if you're able to substantiate it. I would care about the Russian scandal if you're able to substantiate it. Just substantiate Right, it. or to just prove that a crime was committed. But you can't just say a crime was committed. This was not, Donald Trump, that was not a crime. It wasn't. And Well, and you picked up on this child porn claim that if someone, he says, odd. he says, if I email you and say, I have child porn, and then you respond and say, I love it, that's a crime. Now, I would like a lawyer's opinion on this. This was actually, um, of something very similar happened in a, in a famous Supreme Court case. And again, this is me speculating as a layman. But what happened in the, in the uh, Supreme Court case, what was it? It was Jacobson versus United States. And feel free, people out there who are legally inclined and much more, much smarter on this stuff than I am, uh, feel free to correct me. But basically what happened in this case is there's a guy who had a bunch of solicitation or, or offers for child porn sent to him in the mail. Hey, would you like child porn? Hey, would you like child porn? Hey, would you like oh, child porn? Oh, this entrapment case, wasn't it? Yeah. And then eventually he checked, yes, okay, fine. I'll take some child porn. And it was it, the Supreme Court ruled that he was entrapped. Now, is the entrapment a separate issue from what that case doesn't solve to me that I don't, maybe it does or it doesn't. I'd like someone to clarify. That doesn't answer the question of, is it legal for me to say, I actually have to stop myself because I know people are going to clip this and put it <laughs> in this in the middle of it. Say something so that um, is it legal for me to say I very much like that thing that we're talking about? There it is. <laughs> uh, because, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think it has to be directive, doesn't it? That's the impression I was under. Like, here's where you can get some child porn or stating intent. Like, I'm going to go seek out child porn, right? If someone emailed me and said, hey, Matt, I'll get a bunch of emails. Hey, Matt, do you like child porn? And I respond, oh, yes, very much so. I love it. Is, yeah, I love it in John Jr.'s quote. Is that actually a crime? And again, I'm, at, I'm not I'm asking genuinely. I'm not even asking rhetorically. I would like a, a concrete opinion on that. Or maybe I'll investigate it myself. Sounds like a good video topic. Yeah, I, I would like somebody to address that. Yeah, drop that in our inbox, especially if you're a lawyer. I'll ask my hmm. sister. Oh, all right. that's all we got on that. Uh, so the Democrat, the Democrats are not only elect, uh, screwed on the map. If they listen to guys like Bill Maher, not a chance in 2018. Could you imagine going into these tightly contested districts, Russia, send Maxine Waters in there to scream about Russia. I'm sure that's going to go real well. Ugh. Oh boy. You got uh, more super chat for us. I got tons and tons of, Oh, super do you sprinkle um, some for me? Let's see. Jobbles Boogly. Oh, good name. $5. Matt, you constantly try to walk on eggshells, much like I do. That's why I like you. However, I feel like you're <laughs> holding back your true thoughts. Sometimes. I mean, we got we have to do a lot of that, a, a lot of the walking on eggshells. I know that it feels like I don't do that, but I don't say half the things that I want, <laughs> I want to say. Um, you know, people I have can just take what we say and misconstrue them yeah. and edit. We just have to be careful now. We didn't used to have to be this careful, but yeah, you know, and you're right. And honestly, there's a 
certain part of my brain every time we do this show that I'm thinking, or when I'm writing a video, how would someone who wants to get me uh, characterize this? Yeah. So I have to think about it in those terms. Uh, yeah, totally. Hold on. We're getting some new ones coming through. I just got to drop these in here. So many, okay. so many, so many super chats. Um, okay. Then we have John Leshenku, $2. Blonde, what is your genealogy? I actually, actually have this right here. 99.9% European, 97% <laughs> Northwest European. This is just on my desktop. You can't write this stuff. <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, 51% British and Irish, 12% French and German, 4% Scandinavian, 28% broadly Northwest European. Hmm. And that is 100% of my, my genealogy. Um, yeah. Thank you for the $2. Let's see. Then Dave S. Wait, why I heard did you the, have that handy? Because actually my, I made my fiance do his 23 and me and yeah. it came in and it was almost identical to mine based on its, I couldn't even believe it. Like every percentage brother. was, Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> what a disaster. Um, but I was just uh, comparing the screenshots, and so I had screenshot my twenty-three ah, and me, and okay. it was on my desktop. I don't have like oh, I'm somebody sure it's not your. I'm sure theology. it's not. I'm sure it's not your uh, desktop background. You know, your <laughs> wallpaper. <laughs> uh, Dave S. I heard the driver had a square head blonde. Did I already say that one? No, he's well. He's referencing uh, Scaramucci. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I was talking about phrenology and the importance of yeah. phrenology and how we knew that he was worthless based on a square head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's get a few more in here. Another $50 from BB. Thank you so much. And the, the, she just all said, just because all hail BLB. Yeah. Um, Lucas Devlin gave us $14.88. Yeah. Swear life debt to BB at this point. I know, I know. Do you want my firstborn BB? Email me. <laughs> yeah, uh, really? Lucas Devlin with the 1488. Always. Um, yeah. birthright citizenship and massive third world immigration will destroy this country's foundation. Matt, you will end up realizing how much race matters eventually by then it'll be too late. Something funny about Lucas Devlin. So I've had like floods of comments come in from just months and months ago. And so I had a few come in from like six months ago from Lucas Devlin on one of my videos. And it was huh. like the most hateful personal trolling about like my egg circling the drain that I have ever <laughs> read. Like it brought tears to my, it was so mean that it brought tears to my eyes. So fuck so you, Lucas Devlin. So, well, <laughs> Thank maybe, you for we've the donation. So, maybe we've softened him up a bit. Oh, whatever. I, mean, I don't say fuck you, Lucas Devlin. I mean, and he's I given think, us tons of money, so I, I appreciate yeah. it. And, and I know, think your eggs are just fine. Thing. I think oh, Lucas no, is you. just fine. I think your eggs are just fine. I'll, uh, I'll we have keep Black the magic. piece <laughs> Two dollars, seventeen seventy six, greater than fourteen eighty eight. Thank you for that. Um, and then I'll just get through a few more of these. Stan, friend of the show, five dollars. Blonde, don't let Spino hear you making assumptions based on demographic percentages. Yeah, really. Oh, Spino God. came yeah, out please. to me again this week and I didn't didn't put me in in the tweet, and so I didn't know until people were coming at me for other reasons. And then I had like a flood of transsexuals at me this week too. It's been a weird <laughs> it's been a weird week. And then um last one for right now, Scott Malavi five dollars. This memo debate seems like the same thing as the voucher argument. Just call the other side bigots and move on. Yeah. Thank you all for your donations. I that's a good it. tactic that's frequently deployed, although I'm not sure it's effective. They they yeah. use it as though it's effective, but I don't think it is. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, let's round that out for now and we can okay. go back to these. Hey, it's time for some good news. You know, you need a little feel good pick me up in the context of everything that's annoying. I always say watching a vet Falarka inch closer to jail is a, a happy time. Everyone oh, yes. can appreciate. Oh, my nose is, is stuffing up. Sorry. Do you I've have bad doing... allergies too? It's like I got sick and then the, the smoke that's been around and there might be allergies. Yeah. It's a cocktail of uh, irritants. 
Nah. I, 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 like I said earlier, it's it's the AIDS from your trip. It's your the AIDS. Trip. Yeah, it could be the AIDS. Or the AIDS aren't helping the stuffy nose. That's for sure. <laughs> so um, this really needs no introduction. People know who Yvette Falarka is. She went to court this week. And, um, well, we'll let Yvette and her legal team explain what Yvette and her legal team's perspective is. Here she is in uh, California. KPI X5's Da Lin was in the Sacramento courtroom where that teacher faced a judge. Da? That's right. Uh, she made a brief appearance inside the courtroom here. Outside, she and her supporters are calling this case a witch hunt. They want the prosecutors to drop the charges. Protesting fascism is not a crime. A small vocal crowd rallies. What did I say? Protesting fascism is not a crime. That is not a good chant. Also, not what she was. Not a crime. She was not charged with protesting fascism. I'll explain <laughs> that. <laughs> Which is literally not a crime. Yeah, they are correct. It's just not. Um, Yvette Falarka wasn't charged with that. We'll explain, uh, or they will explain what her charges were. In support of the Berkeley school teacher. Drop the charges. The charges stemmed from this June 2016 fight at the state capitol. Yvette Falarka's group, by any means necessary, was protesting against a white nationalist group. A video shows Falarka repeatedly punching a man. The man had both hands up, walking to a line of police officers for help. Falarka and others dragged the man down and kicked him. Oh, Prosecutors charged Falarka with one count of felony assault and two misdemeanor counts of inciting and participating participating in a riot. Felony assault is a crime. Yeah. <laughs> when you got a protest doing that. Yeah. Okay, so oh, here boy. she is in court and um she has that BAM lawyer of hers. Remember that like other crusty lady who like is the BAM founder? No. People were Yeah, there's Sargon's video on like a an analysis of BAM in depth. It's a big time analysis of this lady, but you might recognize her when you Waka see her. Waka did a not here. enter a plea today. Her lawyers are still waiting oh, for all yeah, the documents yeah, yeah. on no, the No, no, it's not her. These it's, charges it's are false lady who against me. Later. They should be dropped. She gave a short statement, but did not though. answer any questions. Um, standing up against fascism and the rise of Nazism I, yeah, and fascism in this country is not a crime. We have a right to defend ourselves. Her attorney blames um, standing up against fascism and the rise of Nazism. short statement, but did not answer any questions. Standing up against fascism and the rise of Nazism and fascism in this country is not a crime. We have a right to defend ourselves. Her attorney blames police officers for not stepping in earlier to keep the peace. I think anyone has the right to self-defense. And I think what's shown on I've that video that is partial. Yeah, you have. If you've seen Sargon's video, you have. Has she done interviews, like mainstream media interviews with her? Yeah, she's appeared on media like Yvette Falarka has. Huh. I recognize the other lady, not, not this bitch though. Show an incomplete. But some people who have seen the video say that's nonsense. I think it's crazy when you have clear <laughs> evidence. I mean, it, you know, I think yeah. it'd be a real travesty of justice if they actually dropped the charges. Falarka is scheduled to teach at her Berkeley Middle School at the end of the month. The school legally cannot fire her unless she's convicted of a felony. Falarka will return to court October 4th. No way. Now, if convicted of this felony, she'll lose more than her job oh, because that assault charge well, it carries a lengthy prison sentence. Here's hoping. Yeah, isn't that an interesting fact, though, about the school and the firing? Wow, you cannot fire a middle school teacher promoting political violence unless she's charged with a felony. That's Are the Berkeley you fucking way, kidding me? Apparently. That's the Berkeley way. Um, I love that bit in there, too. Uh, Falorca and her legal team blame police officers for not keeping the peace. You are the reason they needed to keep the peace. I know. What are you talking about? 
I if love we, that video because she just she goes up to him and she's punching him so hard like yeah. she's like some kind of strong man. Yeah. And then the, the cop just manhandles her, just pulls her by her hair and throws her to the side like she's yeah. just a rag doll. It's hilarious. So uh, speculating as a layman, I don't see how how it's possible that she doesn't get charged and convicted of something. My my fear here, because they said convicted of a felony is the only way in which she um, is not going to teach. Again, that she's scheduled. Likely, right? Yeah, she. I mean, I mean, maybe they negotiate a deal down that she just gets misdemeanor. It's a misdemeanor. I don't think she's of... going to get charged with a felony for this. She just like punched a guy in in the stomach, or, like little tiny punches. And either way, she's teaching kids for like the first six weeks of the school year. Yeah, but Berkeley, if people in Berkeley are probably thrilled that their children are getting a lesson in activism from somebody in BAM. Oh. This is probably an asset. I guess, um, yeah, I guess if you had a big problem with this, you might have moved your ass out of Berkeley already. Yeah. If you, yeah, so maybe, uh, maybe they aren't concerned about it. Anyway, that's it. Like I said, I just think it's good news anytime that Yvette Falarka is one step closer to jail. It's something we should acknowledge and celebrate. <laughs> if it isn't this, it'll be something in the future with her outlook i have no doubt she'll be in legal trouble for the foreseeable future so ah, um, i'm gonna block boom baby again no what he's talking about my account sorry god now Bends i'm gonna have rules. to get now i'm gonna have to get boom baby's tweet complaining and i'm gonna have to go unblock him never wrench piece of shit hashtag never wrench yeah okay but that's all that's it on event flarky you want to catch up on some more super chat sure all right. Uh, I haven't been reading these in perfect order, so nope, nobody's going to get missed. Carl Taylor, $5. I disagree with your concession about President Trump not calling white supremacy by name. They weren't the only players here. I, I can agree. Well, I can. Agree. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll say this. If you think that he should have called them out by name, I have no problem with that. I just think it has to be applied to everyone. So what I do have a problem with is Terry McAuliffe calling out one but not the other. I don't like that. Like one group, the white supremacists are solely responsible, but not Antifa. Um, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, the Geth, $5. It's so funny how the same people who flip out about the swastikas in Charlottesville will just as readily chase Ben and Milo, both Jews, off of campus. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. Um, then we have Hoovy and Roxas, $5. I hate how idiots like Lord are saying that all white people are responsible yeah. for this. Lord said yeah, that? Yeah, the musician, the singer. She isn't she like seventeen though. She's very young, and what is she like from New Zealand or something? She's not, isn't yeah. she not from the U.S.? Um, she said, as a non-U.S. citizen, someone who comes here, whatever, I feel so bad. This is paraphrasing. I feel so badly about the unjust ways that people of color are treated in this country. All white people must work together to fix it. Something like that. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um, okay, Shadow of Colossus, two dollars. This is an image JPEG that he links me to, but nothing comes up. But I think it's pro it, it says hashtag fake, fake news. It's probably pictures of people with um, American flags at the rally. Yeah, it might be fake newsing me already. So I should revise what I said to probably more flags of not of swastikas, of uh, commie stuff, and of Antifa. I sort of expected that was probably not absolutely true. But just um, a general trend. Then we have Capstrong, $5. He got fired because he criticized management and dared to suggest how to get more more women employed and completely missed he was on their side. That is definitely true. Yeah. Um, oh, man, we are getting so many more Super Chats. I don't think we're going to be able to get through all these. We'll we got like 25, 25 more. Okay. Um, well, we only got two Knight. short topics to get through. And so we could postpone them till the end or? 
Well, let me do a few more right now. Uh, okay. Squirrel Knight, 10 euro. Shapiro's only only stick is to how he how he calls it melt snowflakes. He admits how easy that is himself. Um, I think of myself as somewhat conservative, but he is a warmongering neocon. Um, there's probably some truth to that. About the warmongering neocon part. Um, then we have Gavrilin, $50. I killed off my Patreon account. I'm sure oh. you can guess why. So here's my alternative method of contribution. Keep up the great work. Thank and you I so will, much. For that. I very will say generous to the people donation. who are taking a principled stance against Patreon but continuing to support the show, I hugely really appreciate appreciated. That. Hugely yeah. appreciated. Because I don't like what Patreon has done either. And um, Neither do I. The fact that people are still willing to find an alternate method, awesome. Uh, and then last one for right now, Gabriel Lopez, a uh, hundred dollars in some currency that I'm unsure of. So I have no idea how much money this is. Uh, I enjoy the show. The real question is, is Andy a faggot? (laughs) I enjoy the show very much, you guys. You're my favorite, even though Matt's a faggot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's good for now. Okay. Um, This, uh, I said at the top of the show, Ashley Judd of Women's March fame, uh, feminist lunacy fame. Apparently she made movies or something at one point, although I don't recognize her for that. I recognize her for... Online feminist lunacy. That is what Ashley Judd is known for. Ashley Judd was at some undisclosed airport and had what she thinks is some sort of troublesome or traumatic encounter um, that to the rest of us sounds, one, like a normal airport experience, and two, actually comparably pleasant. Yeah. But it's every day. Complimentary, yeah. Everyday sexism. So uh, Ashley Judd will describe for us the struggle. And now, Ashley Judd describes the struggle. We don't actually choose if and when to have our periods. I am Ashley Judd, and I'm going to do a little live post uh, from the airport. And this is the kind of thing to me that happens, which I categorize as everyday sexism. And it's so easy to let it go, not to speak up, particularly when... It's so easy for someone to push back and say, oh, I was just being polite or something like that. I was coming through security and a guy said, hey, sweetheart. And I said, I'm not your sweetheart. I am your client. So I was already setting a boundary. And then when I was setting my things out, he said, hey, nice dress. I didn't hear him saying anything about the attire of any of the other folks in the entire line. I said, now let me offer a rebuttal. Cares. It might have been that your dress was especially nice. That might have been yeah. why. That might have been if somebody why said he... that to me at the airport, and I was like <laughs> rushing through trying to travel and stuff. I'd be like, "Wow, thank you. You yeah. made this way less of a painful experience." With if he said that to everyone, wouldn't it diminish the compliment? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Set my stuff on the doohickey. You know, the doohickey that rolls. And I was speaking <laughs> with one of his colleagues. The security conveyor belt thing is... There it is. There it is. She was saying, do you have on high-heeled shoes, whatever. And guess what happened next? He touched me. I didn't yeah, see him touch bitch. anybody else. And we don't know how he, this, he touched her. I mean, I've been touched by TSA many times, but it could yeah. have been as simple as just... Oftentimes, they're kind of directing you where to go in a TSA security line. There could have been just a simple, like brushing her along type gesture. I, I'm sure it wasn't the, the full on Trump grabber by the P word. You know, that that's not, uh, it's not, we, he didn't get the full, like, um, uh, Hollywood. What was the name of that bus that they were on? Anyway, I'm, I've lost the joke already. What? The oh, bus right. that Trump was on when he described grabbing women by the P. The Hollywood. Um, oh my God. <sighs> Entertainment. 
Hollywood. I botched it. Move on. Abort. Move on. And I turned around and I said that was unnecessary. It's so hard to continue to set these boundaries when someone continues to push. And then for then for good measure, he just said one more time, have a good day, sweetheart. And I. The horror. How did she persist through this? Nevertheless, she persisted, right? I caught my breath and I said my prayers and, you know, my my. Intention is to put principles above personalities. I'm not here to be controversial. I'm not here to um, be combative. But I asked for a manager, and I introduced myself, and I shook his hand, and I asked for his name, and I explained the situation. I'm very okay, then she did a follow-up about what happened with the manager. This is a second Facebook live stream. And, um, well, spoiler alert, she was rewarded. Rewarded for this. very happy to report that the manager with whom I spoke immediately apologized because I had a list of items to review with him, including being called sweetheart. And when I explained that was item number one to the manager, he said, I apologize. And then I went through the other items. He had a very long conversation with the employee, and he also assured me that their training, and everyone goes through the training uniformly, is to call people sir and madam and that touching someone is totally inappropriate and he gave me two three pound vouchers <laughs> for coffee which i thought was a very nice touch oh she got free coffee that out of the deal. elitist cackle she's like i need it i'm so rich <laughs> oh god this is yeah this grievance culture so, jesus people so have real problems you know to recap she was complimented and treated warmly complained about that and then got free stuff for it. And this is all because we live in a misogynist society. Now, this is what's interesting too. You'll notice if you listen to her second live stream, she said, oh, I, I explained to him issue number one. Issue number one is being called sweetheart. Then later, then I was touched. Okay, if you were touched inappropriately, that's issue number one. Yeah. If yeah. you were actually touched inappropriately, that's the complaint. That's the only touched thing. Touched where? It was probably like a light touch on the shoulder to hurry right. her along or something like that. And that's what it suggests to me. Because if she's in the mindset that the word sweetheart is higher on the hierarchy of oppression or grievances, it couldn't have been that bad of a touch. <laughs> no, indeed. <laughs> if it was actual like sexual harassment touching, that would be point one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I would like to know, but God, she's so cringy now. Jeez. What did something did, happens with the older actresses where they just cannot stand being irrelevant and it makes their behavior really come off as, as desperate and what, sad. What is she actually famous for? Like what's her body of work? Cause I don't actually, know. I don't know. I only know her from star Trek, the next generation. I can't think of oh, anything else she's been okay. in, but she was in like two episodes. All right. Well, we've already wasted enough time on her. I just thought that was a funny, a fun clip to play, but we should, um, so I have one more. I have the surprise cringe double feature. Um, so we could take care of some super chat before that, or we can just go right into the double feature. Let's get, let's do like a few of these right now. So, okay. Oh, are they saying she was a country singer? Really? Oh, is that what she's famous for? I thought her sister was a country singer. I guess I could do the Jenk Uger suggestion and Google it. Huh? Ashley Judd is an American actress and political activist. I forgot she was going to run for like Congress or Senate at one point. 
She was huh. uh, she had leading ro- uh, roles in the films Ruby in Paradise, Norma Jean in Marilyn, Kiss the Girls, Double Jeopardy, a whole bunch of them. But I don't see anything I about heard of one music. Of no, I think her sister. Oh wait, wait, wait. She's the daughter of country music singer Naomi Judd, and sister know. of Winona Judd. Winona, that's a terrible name. All right, uh, leave Winona Ryder alone. She's great in Stranger oh, Things. Yeah, yeah. except for when she's, when she's not. Yeah, when she's not stealing shit, she's quite good. <laughs> she just wanted to feel something, Skag. Come on. Yeah. She wants the thrill um, of the theft. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Scott Wicklin, $5. No question. Just thanks for the commentary. I appreciate the intellectual honesty much better than any of the traditional Sunday shows. Thank you thanks. very much for that. That's the highest compliment we can receive. That is. We do our best. And of course, we have our biases like anybody else. We try to be honest about them. But um, yeah, that's, I take that as very high praise. Uh, just ain't that way. Five dollars. I close my Patreon and PayPal. Will you two t- try Patreon? I actually signed up for Patreon and I have not heard anything from them. So I don't have I don't a know reason I... not to. I just I uh, no pun intended. I hate the name. Yeah, it seems really stupid to me to base their name on another company. It's like why would you want to? Is it supposed with to be them? I hate Patreon? Is that? I guess so. Or it sounds like a home for like if you're full of hatred but you are banned from Patreon, come here. I just don't like it. I don't. It's, a, it's an irrational reason not to like it, but that's my reason nonetheless. I don't know. I, I'd like it if they emailed me back, but we'll see. Hmm. Um, then we have Josh D. Marshall, $5. I decided to further bombard your super chat with more money. You're welcome. Thank you very <laughs> Thank much, you. Josh. Um, unconventional. Bombard any time. Appreciate yeah, it. totally. Unconventional, $10. Did you see last month's issue of Rolling Stone? Justin Trudeau is on the cover asking, why can't he be our president? It, the article they gives said, Trudeau a thorough rim job while shitting all over Trump. Yeah. And on Twitter, Rolling Stone posted, is Justin Trudeau the West's uh, best hope or last hope? Something like that. No, he's That's Islam's me. best hope in the West. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, all right. Dangerous uh, Spaces, $5. Do they even confirm the lawyer who met Donald Trump Jr. was directly connected to Putin? If she has no direct connection, how is it collusion? She actually, uh, it's confirmed that she has no direct connection to Putin, has never been an employee of the Russian government in any capacity ever before in her whole life. But she did say in the email that she did and was, which is why Trump went to meet with her initially. It turned out to be kind of a bait and switch thing. So to him, it's the same. I mean, yeah. So the intent intent remains the same. Yeah. Right. Uh, Scott Malavi, $2, not a witch hunt, but a true bitch hunt. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Mike Bob, $5. This should help with Ben Shapiro's legal consulting fee uh, regarding entrapment case. Um, hey, if, yeah, Ben could probably explain it to us. Maybe we could, yeah. um, two birds, one stone. We can talk about Milo and entrapment, but it's not the entrapment that I'm interested in. I'm interested in, can I legally say, hey, CP, big fan of that. <laughs> can yeah. I legally say that? Yeah. Um, I guess okay, if the I last can, one for then now. I'm in trouble tonight. Nunia Stockson, $17.776. Thank you very much. Google is social justice warrior trash. Their services, Android, search, Gmail, et cetera, are the best and integrated well. Other than Apple, what are our options? And that's true. I mean, we don't really have very many places to go, but that shouldn't mean that we should allow them to to just devise whatever ridiculous terms of service um, and we still enjoy their platforms. I mean, I'd love to say that I have a plan to transition off of YouTube and Google, but there's just, I I was looking on Vidme the other day and I was like, no. And what's the, what's the, I mean, YouTube is so great, not for these stupid policies, but in terms of its infrastructure, one, because you can upload and process really, really fast and it works really smoothly other than the, the nonsense policies they've been putting into right. place for needless, mm-hmm. needlessly. Um, mm-hmm. 
But the other reason YouTube is so great and why I don't want to abandon it unless I really have to is what I love about YouTube is one central place where it's like everyone I want to watch and everyone I like is just one after another in a nice little list. And it's easy. I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. aggregation. I like going to one place to find the people I want to find. And I don't want to have to click on everyone's individual website. You know, I don't want, I, I'm glad that she has it, but I don't want to have to go to roamingmillennial.com to watch her videos, then go over to um, what, what's Sargon's website, like the rationalists or whatever. I don't want to have to go to everyone's individual website. I mean, everybody's traffic is, will get cut, cut down. Yeah, Just no doubt. So much. Oh gosh, I can't even imagine. That would be a disaster. And that's the thing about posting on Vidme. It's if you diversify your time in this way, it's going to hurt your product. Yeah. There's just no way. I mean, we only have so much time. Um, okay. Okay. Are you ready? You sure you're ready? I guess so, man. Okay. I guess so. Well, it's time for the double feature. Uh, so up first, uh, baby daddies, transgender dad, Tristan Reese shows off oh. shows off newborn baby with husband Biff on this morning after quote unimaginably painful birth. I, I guess he he birthed the child out of his urethra, presumably. That would be painful. Must be. Right out the Just... pee hole. That's where that baby came from. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it hurts so bad. Oh boy. Okay. Let's hear about him giving birth. Oh, it was uh, it was more painful than I could have ever possibly imagined. Yes, that's true, and Biff can attest to that because he was there for it. It was it was bad. Yeah. Well, we're seeing pictures of you now in in hospital before the birth. Tristan, what was it like for you? Because you know a lot of fathers say it's very hard because they feel a bit helpless that they you know they can't go through that pain. They're trying to just be there to be supportive. How was it for you? Uh, you know, it was it was interesting, um, but I feel like. You know, Tristan and I are very connected as a couple, and it wasn't hard to to be there and know what Tristan really Wait, needed in on. that moment. It's almost um, time and it, it is not in my nature to be super uh, caring or supportive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it took some effort, but I I think I did a good job. Yeah, he did. Oh, wait, I can't reveal this. Get it off the screen. Oh, no, you'll see. So it. was it? Is that a gay man with a post-op transgender woman? That is a, let's be clear. There is nothing remarkable about what happened here at all. That is a biological woman uh, who, uh, who had this biological man's penis inserted into her. Uh, there, was a, uh, there was fertilization in her womb. There was a pregnancy in her womb. She gave birth to a child. It's just that she identifies as a man that they say, this dad gave birth Okay, so all of her junk is she's gone through hormone therapy. She's got a beard. Yeah. So so Biff and Tristan are the parents. Biff is the glasses guy. Tristan is the quote unquote dad who gave birth. Um and I forget. What am I He's been to on, do this with person's this been on this person's been on hormone the the dad the dad has been on hormone therapy for like a decade but then became pregnant. Now what the fuck? When I told you when we started Surprise Cringe, no stuff that makes me lose faith in humanity. <laughs> I said I, it before. Do, what, what bothers me the most here is the coverage itself. Like, can you believe it? A dad gave birth. No, he didn't. No, he did not. A woman gave birth in a perfectly natural way, and there's nothing remarkable about this at all. 
other than this person says she's a man. Oh, my God. You had to pile on because I told you that I was just up up to here with the tranny stuff this week. I just <laughs> I just can't. I don't know. It's starting to become really offensive to me that people that are not women want to identify as women. And I, mm. I said this before, but like I'd imagine that the black people feel like this when Rachel Dolezal is like, I appreciate your culture and I, I want to be a part of, of your culture. So I'm black now. Like that's kind of how I feel with transgenders. I'm like, you're not a fucking woman. You're not. It, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. This is insane. This is, this is <laughs> crazy. This is in the in stage society stuff. It's, are you going to, it's over. Are you going to be able to handle the next one? Do you, I don't know <laughs> what it is. So probably not. Proceed. It is more tranny stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you just want, you're just going to break me. That's what, what's going to happen here. To be fair. I will say this. I didn't plan on doing a double take, but. I got this submission from listener ML and I thought, oh man, this, this fits the bill. So I kind of just got to throw it in there. I got to throw it in there. Do it. So this is a vice article and this is from listener ML. Uh, Let me pull it up here. So it's a vice article with a video attached, but I I think I did a good job. Yeah, he did. Here's the article attached. What it's like to be a gender fluid sex worker. Now that leaves out one key detail. This is a vice spotlight of a particular person who describes what it's like to be a gender fluid sex worker, but that doesn't describe all the layers of intersectionality. There's still one left that the headline doesn't include. Okay, here we go. I love my job. The hardest part about it is the erection. That's it. I've seen this before. You have seen this. Okay, so it's not a surprise. All right, well, we'll still go through it. And she talks about thin privilege, yeah. I'm I'm Jane I'm Way. Jane Way. I'm a queer, gender fluid, disabled sex Disab- worker. I'm a punk that loves to fuck and loves to love. I've always She's just got had the a cane. draw. She's got the cane. Oh my god! <laughs> In a stable society, she would have had a pretty normal life, except for being disabled. She's got a yeah. pretty face. She'd be a normal girl. Yeah, yeah. So let's hear what she has to say. The freedom of it. And I've always been such a sexual person, but there is a lot of pressure to identify as she in the context of sex work. Today, them are my pronouns. I've lost tons of clients for not just accepting the she label. I have a question about that. So the clients were fully on board with this until you said they, them pronouns. Oh, that's too weird. I'm out. (laughs) I'm out because of the pronouns. I don't I was, know, maybe. I was fine with this until you asked me to call you they. That's where I draw the line. That's it. <laughs> the thin privilege part that you identified is. I recognize a lot of my white and thin privilege have afforded me a lot of opportunities in this business. Look at all that thin privilege just hanging out there. I know. So all thin. That, all that puffy, thin privilege. Oh boy. <laughs> it wasn't until the, my first stint in college did I realize the language of like non-binary, of gender fluid, of trans identities. I didn't have to be the girl my parents raised me to be. So you the did. first time I came out to my family, 
as gender fluid. I play the banjo. I started putting on shows. I remember one of my debut shows, my mom came to see me. I finished a song and I went, hey mom, I'm one of those they, them people. It was really liberating. Like she actually just told me she's proud of me for the first time since I became a sex worker, which is, ah. I love my mom, I love you mom. <laughs> Aren't you happy for Jane Way? <laughs> I don't, I don't know what her parents did, but they failed her miserably and now her life is ruined. So I was curious about the sex worker stuff. So I was reading through the article because I thought, does that mean prostitute? Really? Yeah. Yes. Well, no, she, she, she's been, she's 22. What? She's been a, yeah, she's 22 and she's been a quote unquote escort for two years, but she started doing porn before that. So a lot of her quote unquote sex work is porn. There's a market for it, I What am I supposed it, I to do with this dude? Come on. I don't <laughs> even know it. what to say. That's that girl it. has a pretty face. And I, well, I said it before and I'll say it again. In a normal, stable society that wasn't going down the tubes, she would have had a pretty normal life despite being disabled. But now she has to have all this fucking intersexuality, intersexuality, intersectionality. <laughs> she's a sex worker. I mean, there's no coming back for that, from that. She's ruined her life. It's, it's, it's over. She's 22. Life is ruined. You think she's yeah, just going to well, have a normal life now? If she takes all that shit out of her face. She's still been a prostitute. I don't know. Well, it depends on if Jane Way is like a stage name or if it's a real name. Because I bet her look is so distinct and bizarre that if she just was like, fuck this, and had a makeover to a more traditional look, she could probably pull off never being recognized again. I wouldn't recognize her pro probably like that unless she was like, you know, hobbling down the street. Then I'd be like, oh, <laughs> you're that disabled intersectional. Well, that's what gets me about the, oh, the pronouns have really cost me a lot of clientele. You're telling me like the cane didn't cost you clientele for your escorting? <laughs> it was just the pronouns? I, oh, oh my gosh. Is this, is this our world? Is this the know. world we live in now? Our grandparents would look at this and be like, we told you what to do. How did you fuck it up so bad? Oh my God. I, I Admittedly, I'm probably going to have to, um, we'll probably have to like, the, the bar for, for trans stuff in Surprise Cringe is now very high. So I'm probably going to have to limit There's it to. more trans stuff. I just, yeah. I just can't. Like, I was really on board with, with trans stuff, with gay marriage a few years ago. And then I feel like they've just extended their grievances into a place where I'm like, cool, I don't care about any of your grievances anymore. I don't give a yeah. shit. Yeah. I am, I'm 100% on board to the extent that everyone that's been featured here, I want to have legal equality. Equality before the law. Legal equality. You aren't going to yes. make me call you a woman yes, because correct. you've done a bunch of weird body modifications. This is yeah. just a really, really involved game of dress up. That, that's all that it is. Oh boy, I'm not you're going to get us in hot water now. Dude, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm not calling these people by the gender they choose anymore. I'm just not. You are the gender you were born as. She's gender that's fluid. It. She chooses differently from day to day. I, I don't, I'm going to have a fucking stroke here. Today. <laughs> All right. Let's get some super chat and get out of here. Oh, so ridiculous. And offensive. <laughs> I feel like I've actually like upset you with that. <laughs> one. I don't know. It's just, you can ignore these signs that society is failing dismally until they just surround you and then encompass you. And then you're like, wow, I live in a failing society and I just have to watch things just go in up in flames. Right. Yeah so depressing yeah doesn't this make you depressed doesn't this job make you depressed sometimes you're like you constantly have to address 
all of the no, world's problems. No, and there's if there, if there's one you thing that I hope our denial, viewers though. would take if there's one thing our viewers would hope I hope they would take away from it. It's not it's not even um, my or our skepticism in regards to this trans stuff and the agenda that appears to go along with it. I just want people to. I want to cultivate a culture where questioning it shouldn't be shamed. Like we should be able to look at stuff like that and think, I have a lot of questions and you shouldn't be shamed for having a lot of questions about what we just watched. But instead you ask questions about this and people will be like, science is on our side. You're not allowed to ask questions. Yeah. So I I, I would hope just that I just, I, I, that's the only thing I hope people take away from it. Yeah. Um, new weapon soldier, $5 since valve isn't giving, uh, isn't giving me new weapons. I guess I'll throw my key funds at you guys. At least ah. I know it'll be good to going to a good cost. <laughs> thank well, you thank for that. You. Uh, David, that's Howard's- video game nerd talk for you. If you don't oh, understand, like, he's diverting his video game resources here. Thank you for which we appreciate that. I- very much. I smiled and laughed, but I did not know what he was talking about. Um, <laughs> David Howard, $2 male or female, straight, gay or confused. And yeah. Why can't this just be a sexual identity issue? Sure. That, that's way more easy for me to deal with. I'm like, oh, you're just a gay man. Not like you're a gay man having sex with a woman who's a man who still yeah. has her woman parts. And there's no and- there's no suspension of reality with being gay. Like you tell me that you are a man who is attracted to men. There's no, those are verifiable facts, right? I, I don't have to like distort someone's identity and go through this magical world of be whatever you want, whenever you want, despite the biological reality of it, you're still a yeah. man who's attracted to man, a man. So yeah. I have no problem with that. Cause you're not asking me to view change the world my perception of what gender is. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. uh, Yoda economics, $5. I noticed that Charlottesville in the title uh, has an asterisk. Is that because you're afraid YouTube is demonetizing the show? Actually, Matt uploaded several clips, uh, to unlisted for the show as we frequently do, and they were immediately demonetized. Yeah. So I, I do it. So we I knew. So I, yeah. I I I edit our clips beforehand because they need to be edited, and because um, I I have some understanding of if they're going to get copyright dinged or not. So I uploaded Trump and McAuliffe statements when I cut them up earlier today, and just Trump's video called Trump comments on Charlottesville, and McAuliffe's video called McAuliffe comments on Charlottesville. Those were demonetized. And then I did a test upload later where I censored the word Charlottesville, as you see in the name of the stream. Totally fine. Totally fine. So we're probably going to get demonetized anyway, but I got to try. Especially when they get that transcript. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, Justin, Matt Webb, $5. Top show today, tonight, guys. Thanks for making my Monday better. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, $15 from Pitch Berkeley just came in. I love your show, but never get to watch it live because I'm in Australia. Please check out my webcomment at pitchberkeley.com. I think you guys will like it. I will do my best to remember to do that. uh, Go ahead and email me, and I'm happy to take a look. Um, Mr. Spock, $5. You must commit an overt act that shows intent to commit a crime. Yeah. You have to say, I am going to seek out that child pornography. Wow, the sound bites that could come out of this show tonight. <laughs> I tried to be Damn. careful. <laughs> um, Squirrel Night, 10 more euro. Request, could you upload your shows after the stream? Sometimes I can't make it in time. Would be nice. We always upload our shows. Yeah, they have to process. So yeah, the it show takes about goes, an hour and a half. We, yeah. yeah, I hit stop streaming and then the whole, they're two hours now. So that all has to process. Then YouTube's good to go. So it usually takes, yep. yeah, an hour, an hour and a half sometimes. Uh, Dan Irish, $5. They, them's vocal fry is the most offensive thing about this. That is so not true. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that. Her hair, then her facial piercings, and then her tattoos. It's lost me a lot of clientele when I use Ugh. they, them pronouns, but I do it anyway. 
because I am a punk that loves to fuck. I hate you. I hate so much. I don't know. (sighs) Somebody in the live chat just said, is this when we see Becca have a mental breakdown? Pretty much. Yeah, maybe it'll happen (laughs) live on the show at some point. Uh, Josh D. Marshall, $5. So Ashley Judd received a compliment. Oh, the humanity. I know. Um, Please remember her in your thoughts and prayers this week. Nice dress. (gasps) God, so awful. Dave S. $2. Ashley Judd is divergent shooter. <laughs> uh, Dan Tolan, nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Hey, blonde, will people in Seattle ever wake up? Since moving here, I feel like I'm in a mental prison. Um, yeah, actually, today I was walking my dogs, and I kind of just pretend that I don't, I don't live here. And then I heard some like popping noises and stuff, and people yelling. And I'm like, I'm gonna get inside my apartment. And I Google it, and just downtown, there's like a giant riot and like a hundred people getting maced by a bunch of riot police. I'm like, what is going on here? But do I think people in Seattle are going to wake up? No, this is a, a liberal micro microcosm. They don't want it to be any other way than the way that it is. This is where liberalism will endure even if the rest of the country, you know, becomes increasingly conservative. This is where it's going to be okay. San Francisco too. Um, thank you for the donation. Joel Dykeman, $5. Are transgender people willing to take the responsibility of that gender? Because all I see is people uh, care about the perks. I actually talked about this the other day. Um, I wonder if it's some kind of phenomenon for men to want to get the benefit, especially white men, to feel worn down by society. And so they want to get all the privileges that women get. And that's subconsciously incentivizing these transitions. Hmm. I mean, it's not like, especially the male to female people that are that are transgender, it's not like they're transitioning to men and then they're like, okay, I'm going to go work in a mine now or something. I mean, we're not really seeing any kind of equality. So yeah, that's a good, I guess good that's question. true, yeah. Uh, Daniel Irish, $10. When are we going to get some blonde Star Trek cosplay? I'd totally do that. Um, yeah, I mean, there there aren't a lot of sexy Star Trek costumes, though, after the 60s. <laughs> Except for Deanna Troy and Oliver Camel Toe. Um, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Whatever. No. Dangerous if, spaces. Wait a minute. There's Camel Toe on Star Trek? I'm in there now. Is i got to check it out. So much 90s Camel Toe. All right. So much of it. But it's mostly Beverly Crusher, and she's a ginger, so you don't really need to watch for that. <laughs> Uh, okay. Dangerous Space is $5. You guys are bigots. A person who was born with all the parts to have a baby had a baby. How is that not a miracle stopping hateful skull? <laughs> <laughs> Never. I don't dispute the miracle of childbirth. I just, uh, honestly, I get. This is a free show. I'm sick. It, it is, <laughs> it is, it is a battle in my head of like, what, what am I bothered more by here? Like the people who are. Like this, this couple that's insisting I suspend belief, or the the news media that's just accommodating it and saying, "Isn't this remarkable?" No, it's not at all remarkable. It's I want people every day. in the mainstream media to answer the questions that we're all thinking when we see a couple like this, which is, "What possible sexual activities do you two engage with each other that could make this normal?" <laughs> I mean, they should be asking questions like this. So, like, how <laughs> well, and they're the ones putting their sexuality on display. I mean, it's I, I got I, some I, questions about what's yeah. happening here. I don't want anyone's bedroom invaded with media questions, but if you're going to go out and say, oh, no, my my bedroom is on public display and I want uh, the praise. Well, you if you if you want the praise, it comes with scrutiny, too. And yeah, I, think I mean, at the end of the day, that that gay guy is putting it in a woman's vagina. Well, that's what I want. That's what I want to know. Does he consider you're right? Does he consider like himself how gay? How dare you really? I mean. So no, gay I'm, that I'm sure so he gay that he gay. created a child in a woman's womb. Yeah, I mean, you would think they would just stick to, you know, the butt stuff, but he got her pregnant. So you can assume that they had normal vaginal penetrative sex. 
All right, I'm, uh, we'll never get to the bottom of you all these questions. You did this, Jack. You did this. There are this. too many questions to answer. We'll never get there. Okay, Josh D. Marshall, $2. Identity politics, uh, not even once. And mm. then last one, we have Tropical Toucan, $10. I've seen many of many videos. It's a blacklist. Uber Hacksor Nova has 3 million yeah. subs and plays gaming videos, and he has 11 pages of flagged videos. V posted at a at the same video of two channels, one got flagged. Yeah. Yeah, I it's, that too. And Razorfish posted evidence of that too. go yeah. through his history and everything was demonetized, like every single video. But, but for me, it doesn't behave that way. So my suspicion is, and it looks like a blacklist from the people who are uploading these videos. I don't dispute their evidence. So to me, it looks like there is a blacklist. I don't think I'm on it at present, but it's like a blacklist plus algorithm. And when you use naughty words like ISIS, or in this case, Charlottesville, which is uh, a um, current controversial topic, then you then the algorithm picks you up. So yeah. not on the blacklist yet, but still got to watch out for the algorithm. Sure to be on the blacklist shortly, which will be great because it'll actually simplify everything. I can't wait for the blacklist. Oh, Much boy. more simplistic way of creating the show. Well, we're all caught up. Oh, although somebody in the chat just did say, uh, Joel Dykeman said, impregnating a woman is the gayest thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're good. We're good. We can round do, up. Another question. Um, like, do they... Well, I don't know. I guess non-gay people are allowed in gay bars but like if they go to a gay bar are they are they gay well, like going what? to a gay bar doesn't make you gay well i'm just saying like by the by the social group that's in there do they accept that accept them as gay or does that probably doesn't matter i guess do they probably doesn't matter to them i'm just saying like i don't even know what i'm saying anymore because these questions are so weird that i can't answer them yeah it's yeah all right, they're not gay. They're not gay. Okay, not gay. Not gay. That's my that's my verdict. Normal biological reproduction is what happened. Stop yeah. reporting it otherwise. Okay. Uh, the interest. Actually, one final thought about the gay club. You know the famous question: Are traps gay? Yeah. Familiar with that? Yeah. In in the case of the dad, in this case, are traps straight? Like if dad goes to a gay bar and picks up or gets picked up by someone at a gay bar and they get home and they're getting down to business, but it turns out dad is a woman, are traps straight? I don't, I don't know. This inception gender sexuality, <laughs> I can't today, skag, or ever again, okay? No more transgender surprise cringe. Okay, all right. I, I, well, I'll just say the bar has been heightened and I need to see extra, extra, extra cringe. Let's get out of here before this gets... Any worse than it's already gone. Where's my outro music? We need to hear Sugar Tit's voice to calm us down. Uh, as we do every time we leave the show. So, man, Super Chatters are crushing it. I can't thank them enough uh, for supporting the show in the wake of all the nonsense and uncertainty about monetization. And, of course, our live chatters generally keeping us uh, keeping us in touch with the facts when we, uh, when we go off course. So we appreciate that as well. Uh, if you're listening on demand on YouTube or an audio platform after the fact, we appreciate you as well. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, there is more of the show on the audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find us. They are linked in the description for uh, for you. And uh, you can always email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll take your questions, requests, or suggestions. There. We'll be back next Sunday. Um, with a guest, Liberty Doll will be here. And if Blonde's head doesn't blow up from tranny stuff in the meantime, if it's Sunday, I'm sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. We will see you then. Mm-hmm.